Welcome to episode 327 of the Siren Studs Podcast. I'm Kurt, joined once again this week by my four higher co-hosts, Peter and Jake. That's correct, Kurt. Now accepting bookings through September 18th. Sure. Yep. Uh, This episode is brought to you by our latest project, our newest uh, offering. Uh, It's a mod for Deus Ex. It's the teeth mod. We're calling it Deus Ex Mandible, and it stars everyone's favorite protagonist, J.C. Dental. That's that's the extent of it. That's all it does. And he, he has bigger teeth now. Peter, someday when you get married, oh. and I inevitably give the best man speech, um, I will say that I learned many things. Through my years of friendship with Peter, one of them being that bad humor can, in fact, be physical, physically painful. <laughs> yeah, I had to take Tums now, so it's thanks tums, for it's that. A tums festival. It's, that was a, it's a every day is a Tums festival. It was a pep. <laughs> I was ta- I was talking to Sean today. He came into my office, checking on me. I was like, we were talking. He's like, "How's it going?" I'm like, "Oh, it's good." He's like, "Any plans for the weekend?" I'm like, "Well." Peter doesn't know what he wants to do for his birthday yet, so once he figures that out, I guess we'll have plans for the weekend. <laughs> and I recanted me going to Peter's office and being like, what do you want to do for my birthday? He's like, well, I think I want to go to either have a nice dinner out or or do something in a, in a state park. <laughs> and I was like... I mean, it's it's your birthday. You get to choose, Peter. And he was like, ah, and he started humming Spice Girls. I'm like, you don't have to answer right now. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true with Spice Girls. Um, yeah, that, no. The, what does that have to do with the Tums Festival? I'm not in on that. Tr- it's it's just apropos of, so, okay. It's the, so it's the day in the a, life. In proximity to me, okay. There's there's a there's a movie. Was it Samurai Cop or something like that? Something. No, it was definitely some... not Samurai Cop because that's what um, uh, Jay thought it was, or or uh, Rich Evans thought it was. That it was an RLM movie that they that they were reviewing, and and it has Cameron Mitchell in it, and he plays he's the chief of a police. cantankerous chief of police. A character archetype that has never been explored before. Um, and he has a high-stress job. And uh, he says every day is like a Tums festival because he has to pop so many Tums to keep his acid reflux in check because he's so stressed out all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every day with you is a Tums festival. It's a Tums festival. <laughs> You know, I'm I'm starting to see that um, the Flintstones gummies kids have grown up into adulthood to where we need to have different flavored Tums. Like I had a a, a Tums smoothie the other day, and it was just so delicate and nice and delicious. And I'm like, this is just candy, yet it's curing my my heartburn. 
I shouldn't. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, Tums smoothies. Does it come in like the Gogurt bottles um, or like the Danimals bottles? That's what I'm thinking of. No, like, they, they they come in rounder bottles, <laughs> like more, uh, I guess, smoother shapes. Um, yeah. But okay. they're softer. They're not, but not soft like a gummy. They're still like chalk and condensed talc. Right. I don't think it could be Tums if it wasn't actually calcium carbonate. Um, oh, that <laughs> might have been just in, in the. Uh, can I just plop Let me, this in? I'm, I'm gonna against my. You know, this, this, is this where I draw the line? Tums smoothie. Yeah. It's, no, I, it's smoothies. Not. Is that not a Tums smoothie? <laughs> you know, yeah. Add a protein shot to that. Uh, maybe an espresso shot to that too. It's the morning. Oh, <laughs> gotta start the, my day out. The smoothie flavored Tums. Yeah, I see. yeah. I thought you meant a drink that was Tums. Yeah. Yes, well, I guess on I the packaging, it's a smooth dissolve. <laughs> it, the the the, the Tums, Tums itself is is drink. smooth. What the fuck? The first thing I'm, I'm I get when sure I, Tums I look up Tums drink is, drink is, is it safe to combine Tums and alcohol? Oh my we god! We should say yes. Yeah, they, it should be. They yes. have no interaction so with each other whatsoever. <laughs> um, yeah. um, let me look up maybe liquid Tums. I'm pretty sure that's Pepto Bismol's market. I do see. We've got ooh. Pepto Bismol. If you feel nauseous and like you're gonna puke, take Pepto Bismol. Wonder Belly, and it'll finish the job for you. I'd like to do. Uh, I'd like to see what uh, kind of Pepto products they have. What Bismol? Wonder Is somebody trying to take down the king of Tums? It's true. They're trying to usurp the Tums. So. Wonderbelly, <laughs> trying to usurp the king of. I think this uh, is this is like the Tums of the. It's the subscription box version. Oh fuck! Right, where it's it's more expensive because they ship it to you. And Jeez, not yeah, it's higher quality. they're shooting upwards. This is David and Goliath. Tums just doesn't cut it, and they they spam it with these one star reviews, ruin my mouth for hours. What the hell? Took one this afternoon and my mouth and tongue are still not quite right. Vomit pills? Uh, and that's not Wonderbelly, that's the reviews of Tums. Um yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at this Wonderbelly. They have they have the power of a rotating CAD model. <laughs> Fucking I love it. They're they're like trying to be like oh we're so uh, we're so They've organic but like so sophisticated. Wow, you used vegetable starch to bind your calcium carbonate. Wow, one and bottle no for fifteen dollars. No dairy. And I'm, what? Why would you put dairy in your tums? What the fuck? Yeah, it's like I don't think tums have gluten or dairy in them either. You um, know, what you said is not wrong, but it's also not impressive. You know, I looked up a hack. About like really bad heartburn, and all you need is just a fucking water and a, a teaspoon of baking soda. Did did TikTok teach you? No, I don't think I learned it from there. I think I looked up like heartburn um, things, but I wouldn't be surprised if it did pop up on TikTok. And I was like, I do that sometimes because I've been doing it for a while. Just like a a spoon, a small spoonful of um, uh, baking soda. 
I've heard that helps the that. medicine go down. Yeah. So that Maybe. that helps pr- get rid of like really bad heartburn, which is something that Kristen has quite often after she well, drinks White Claws. If uh, heartburn isn't on the menu as we shift into Trey Watch, uh, the Trey Watch taking place first... from where, Jake? <laughs> I was okay with skipping it if we wanted to just move this along. No, I didn't find a natural. There's an, uh, or- there is an orthodoxy. <laughs> So, of course, we're coming at you from sunny California, Los Angeles. Why? Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Because I There's, want it to be sunny right now. It's not like we reviewed a movie that took place. That that's feature was its location it, it, this week. Yeah. Um, no chance. Any number of Japanese locations. would have I would have figured would just, by default, appeal to a weeb such as yourself, but... It would also be topically relevant this I'm week. I'm not going to lie. I totally blanked on like any sort of location. They were just out of my brain. And for some reason, I can only think of sunny California. Sunny California. <laughs> the town of sunny right, well, in the state of California. Well, would you rather have it be our local Waffle House? Because I would love to record there if they'd let us back in. I could go for some Waffle House. But yeah, Jake, you did. They warned you not to throw... The grits. It was me. And what did you do? I threw the grits. You threw the grits. Yeah, I threw them. You threw the grits. They didn't have enough butter on them. They only put half the stick. When your advertisement says sticko butter grits, I expect to get a lump of grits with a half-melted stick of butter where then I mix it all together and melt the Jake, rest of it. you never would have known how much butter it was if you didn't stalk the chef in the kitchen, <gasps> which they also warned you I about. I was trying to get my half a stick of butter. I saw it right there on the counter, cut in half. I said, give me that stick! <laughs> Jake literally out here with, with the, the flea energy. <laughs> Chewy shoes and butter snacks. Oh, I thought when you said th- flea, I automatically thought about the basis, the basis. Of the <laughs> which is probably the better association. <laughs> like when someone says the flea, I I have a cursed enough brain where my first association is, of course, the Mucha Lucha character. Well, if you said the, the flea, yes, I'm thinking Mucha Lucha. Yeah. But if you just say flea, I'm thinking, basis. you know, rock and roll Hall of Famer. Uh, also actor in several fairly high-profile movies, uh, Flea. I see. Flea. See Flea. Just for Flea for Flea. some nostalgia's sake. Love the Flea. Love the Flea. We stand the Flea. We're pro-Flea household in here. And with that in mind, you won't find any Fleas on the menu tonight. A. Right, as we finally... <laughs> Looks like menu's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> menu's back on the menu. Uh, I feel like this trailer um, made me less interested to see the movie, which is not a great great spot to be in. There's a couple things yeah. that interest me. Just with the girl, I don't know. It's like, because they're all targeted, I guess. But that, I feel like, should have been reserved for the movie. Yeah, like the teaser, we didn't know what the fuck was going on. We're like, I don't know, are they going to eat them? I, f- I figure this is a movie about cannibalism, but that was just oddly like the zeitgeist at the time. Yeah. Um, but now they, they just kind of spelled it all out. Yeah, spell it all out for you. So, like, I mean, it, it seems to be in the uh, ready or not 
mold of like uh tired horror concept played for kind of laughs but also played sort of straight up yeah was was ready or not the one that was also like hunting humans for for game I think that was The Hunt. Oh, which yeah. had an interesting development life. Which got, like, delayed and canceled and then put back into production because there was some weird... Wasn't there some weird political message behind it? The, yeah, there was some weird controversy about it. <sighs> Dude, that's so um, dumb. It, it was. It was quite dumb, as I recall. But, unfortunately, uh, so are a lot of people. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um... And Taylor Joy is in this. She is. Yep, she's very um, hot right so now. So is Ralph, Ralph Fiennes, who uh, yeah. also, weirdly, very hot right now. Um, he yeah. Does that. Also he very, disappeared very, for like a minute there. Very and, hot back in 24 as well. Um, I think he went back to doing like stage work. Oh, that's Ralph Fiennes. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of um, the guy who played Neil. Beast. Oh yeah, yeah. What's his name? Yeah, I, I don't remember. Uh, that's who I thought. Uh, Nicholas Holt. Nicholas um, Holt. Holt. Oh Nicholas yeah, has really been. Um, he was in uh, Mad Max: Fury Road for a little bit. Just a smidge. Just a little, yeah, a little pinch. You know, um, one uh, for a second. Couple hundred meters of Fury Road. The. The trailer for this, though, it kind of, um, I don't know, it's kind of weird. It makes it almost seem like they take a big turn towards the end, and they're like, then they just like, that's when we're going to kill you. <laughs> when they yeah, kind of just like give it away, and they're like, all right, and then at some point, we're just going to let them run for it, and then we're going to hunt them down. Um, where we kind of thought like maybe they'd slowly be picked off. Throughout the dinner? Yeah, like, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, like, I mean, I didn't really know what I thought after the, the teaser trailer, which was good. It it, it drummed up intrigue. Um, but uh, after seeing this, like, I kind of feel like I know how this movie's going to go. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. far less interested in seeing where all the twists and turns go because like i feel like i know where it's leading now and right and regardless of like whether it is actually going to do that that's not a good feeling to impart to an audience yeah like maybe 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 it's a surprising maybe they have some tricks up their sleeves but i feel like now i'm gonna wait for a while to see it see what the, the the pulse is not that this is generally the kind of movie that I would seek out just in general, but um, mm-hmm. the intrigue I felt, at least as far as the premise goes in the teaser, has evaporated. Mm-hmm. In the words of Sugar Ray, all the things that I used to know have gone out the window. Yeah. <laughs> the window of the good house... Um, yeah, the good house. So the good house is what happens when you have uh, a genie. Uh, ma- you make a wish on a genie to turn uh, two hours of Waldorf salad footage into a movie with people in it. That is to say, 
it is the whitest film I think I have ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, wine moms rejoice. Or, like, hold the mirror to yourself. Live, laugh, love is like, go kill self. Live, laugh, rehab. (laughs) Sigourney Weaver is uh, starting to shapeshift into Jessica Walters, and I don't know how to feel about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This is, yeah, so the, the movie is, it takes place in a Boston coast town. Yeah. Cape Cod Cape probably. Yeah. Cape Cod. Um I've seen I've seen many a seen many a neighborhood like this. Uh um, oh, oh, I know. I know they show. They show. They don't tell. They show uh oh. Wendover Chamber of Commerce award, the town of Wendover and the oh, yeah. Commonwealth of Massachusetts uh gave her an award. Is it by the Cape? Uh, we gotta go down to Cape Cod. Where the fuck you Wendover. never went down the Cape Cod with me when we were kids. Hey, where's Wendover? You won't even play pond hockey, you fucking pussy. Uh, no, not Wendover, Utah. Wendover, um, Mass. Um, yes. Yeah. No, I have not spent a great deal of my youth making fun of people with Boston accents. Why would you suggest okay. such a thing? <laughs> no, Boston isn't two hours away and therefore really easy to to dunk on um we can dunk on them from here from within our own state um yeah so this is like uh, the, i guess you know the mom's like i don't I, I don't need alcohol i have old white man yeah i don't i don't know uh who this movie I mean, we know uh, it, it is definitely for wine moms. Like, when she literally looks at the camera and goes, wine isn't a drink, but vodka is. Yeah, there's these, so many passive-aggressive daughters who, like, take their mom to go see this movie and be like, so did you did you see yourself in Hildy? <laughs> do do I, you think you drink a little bit too much? I'm scared of how much I like wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, our favorite uh, guy who posts fucking uh, GoFundMe sketchy GoFundMe links and in, in the side of uh, Arabic comments is back. Yes. Oh God. Yes. Yeah, I see a couple Arabic I can't, comments. I can't tell you what his username is because it's written in characters that I don't understand. That is amazing. I'll put, I'll throw it in the chat. Maybe you can you figure it out. Actually, yeah, I can probably do that. I've, I threw the whole message into the Google Translate. It's like, it exceeds our 3,900 character limit. I'm like, why is that a thing you have? What is this and how? Uh, Rabab Muhammad, of course. I found him on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that no. I I don't understand anything that he's um, saying. <laughs> okay, I'll get yeah, this off. This is of... this is a this is a weird digression. Um, I found they they have videos on their on their channel. Yeah, did not like that. <laughs> I don't know what to. Yeah, I don't know what to make of that one. Should I comment on this guy's post and be like, "This is haram"? 
Inshallah. Some salam alaikum. That's what I know. And uh, I mean, Urdu. go for it on your personal account. I, I don't have you the, do you boo boo. I don't think I have the studs YouTube account. <laughs> That's probably by design. That's probably. I don't think I've ever commented or even replied to a comment on a YouTube video. So I used to back back in a different life. Um, but, uh, those days are long ago. It was after, I think after the Google plus integration, um, I, I don't think I've left the comments since then. So whenever that was, um, but there's, there's other, other trailers out there, um, like Vesper. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's something. I don't like this. I don't like this movie because we had a gym teacher named Vesper. Um, so, yeah. No, that uh, understandable. Know, I don't like right the. Out. I don't like it. I, it's bad I was going to make some jokes about gym teachers, but then I realized Peter probably hasn't made it that far in Disco Elysium yet. And I don't want to. No. Spoil anything, but I think just me talking about gym teachers. Maybe it's already done it. So if you want to make head. a joke about gym <laughs> teachers, I'll I'll get there. Well, I was just gonna say, oh my god, you're an honest to god gym teacher. <laughs> but that's a quote that really has no relevance to anyone but me in this conversation <laughs> currently. Uh, you, so it's a, it's a little taste of, of goodness. You know, you ever make a joke that's just for you? <laughs> <laughs> What do you uh, so? What, what are these? It's like George Lucas, the movies I'm making now are just for me. No one's ever gonna watch them. These like quick reviews that pop up throughout the movie or throughout the trailer. The pull um, quotes. Yeah, pull quotes. Um, they're fucking bullshit. Um, <laughs> one of them was uh, <laughs> creates a new kind of genre. Oh yeah, this is like the fucking Lion you King, where they like this. Fucking twat! What? It's the first strand type game. <laughs> yeah, what are you, Kojima? Do you think this is a strand type movie? We got the fucking testimonials from the people watching. Like, is this animated or is this live action? Here, you know what? I believe it's live action. It's something yeah, I'm gonna... like it can't be either because it's it's not live action, but it's, it's not it's something we've never seen before. I try to try to put this movie into words. I just couldn't couldn't figure it out. It's like it's a new kind of genre. It's not not a horror. Not a uh, okay. The rap. Okay, that's who said it. And so I want to go back and find out. All right, all right. This is a message to you, the rap. Um, IMDb Vesper. Hmm. <laughs> huh. Oh, it's an adventure drama sci-fi. <gasps> That, oh. is, that is a lot of genres, though. It, it's Jake, three genres. But Jake, it has weird mold that makes that invalidates your argument. Are you trying to say that these three in combination make up a new genre? This isn't this isn't that god game that you played ten years ago on your mobile device. <laughs> the uh, creator, whoa, what is it called? Do you guys remember that fucking game? It was like a tower defense game or something weird like that where you were God and you would just like smite people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like uh, defend the beach. castle or something like that. 
I I I can't remember the name. And of you it, clicked but on the like, news with your mouse and you flung them up in the air, right? What what? Oh, no, that was that I was interactive, that buddy. No, there was a tower defense game, I think, like that too, where you would drop people and then you would like unlock new weapons, and it was like defend the castle, but you somehow got guns. Oh wait, yeah, I remember defend the castle. I don't know if it's the same thing, but like. It was just a beachhead. Like, this is... Uh, we're losing all of Gen Z right now. <laughs> but, Flash games. But ba- back in the early days of the internet. Back before uh, schools hired qualified IT personnel. Defend your you castle, could... Stickman. Is this it? I'm sorry. Um, there, were, there were sites like addictinggames.com. This one's crazy games. That you would uh, frequent, and yep. uh, this isn't what I was thinking of, but it, but the gist was you you played your your player character was God, and just like this, they weren't quite stick figures; they were poorly drawn like things, and it was like legions of all the same ones. Like I want to, in my mind, it's a beachhead. I don't know if that's actually the case, but you would just like <laughs> smite people and it was the dumbest fucking game ever um although actually you know what is it oh my gods i i couldn't tell you um if you put in the the link i could maybe positive id it do you guys remember a flash game called uh you have to burn the rope i've heard about it i think (laughs) (laughs) So there's this flash game called You Have to Burn the Rope where you you ha- there's a it's just like one corridor <laughs> your player character and a boss and there's like a chandelier above it and the only way to win is to burn the rope and as you go along this corridor leading into the boss arena it tells you it's like you have to burn the rope your weapons don't have any effect <laughs> and they programmed in all the frames and animation for your character to throw an axe that serves literally no purpose in the game. You just have to jump up and burn the rope on the chandelier. The whole game takes like two seconds, 20 seconds to complete maybe. And then there's a like three and a half minute song during the end credits. (laughs) It's like, we're happy you made it. You managed to beat the whole damn game. Oh, I'm looking at yeah. How are you gonna spend the rest of your day? So, you got Maybe me watch a video. You got me going on those press refresh and start on those old Flash games. I used to play like Heli Attack. I think it was oh, Heli Attack yeah. Four. Was it? They made Heli Attack Four. Form. I was. I only went up to three. Maybe it was three. I don't remember the number. It was. It was three. I'm, I'm saying the YouTube thing. Uh, yeah, Heli Attack Three was. My shit. That was so cool. We didn't even we didn't even need the attack. We just had the helicopter game, which was Angry Bird it was uh not Angry Birds, it was Flappy Bird before Flappy Bird was Happy Birds. And you were just a copter and it was the walls were just green blocks and it was the thing you could play in the school library and they wouldn't catch you. Um and that's Vesper. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> it's a flash game. <laughs> there is actually a lot I think that came out in this that we didn't talk about in the t- 
teaser. So we had the teaser before. Yeah, um, I don't even remember the it, teaser. So there's like, a... you know, this is like the plot of Elysium, not disco, <laughs> sans disco. <sighs> yeah, so there's like a, a society of like me. people who got in, they have food, they have resources, but they don't allow anybody else in uh, because... Oh, so it's literally Elysium. Yeah, they have. Yeah, that's the Elysium yeah. aspect to it. But I guess like the Earth or whatever planet they're on, if it is Earth, is like they're, ter- they're living like, out the terraform. epic struggle that I see every day in the back of my fridge. Yeah, it's <laughs> fungus and mold and living organisms that are trying to like maybe attack them. I don't know if the environment's hostile. It kinda, I would it assume just so. Pokes at you. It's like hey, I'm gonna grab you. Yeah, they did. They didn't show like a dangerous thing, but then again, there's these people who are living in these bubbles. So I'm assuming they have to be like, they probably can't live safely on the on the ground. Director so, saw a Venus flat fly trap one time. It's like this is this is too much. Hey, what if I gave that so to Cronenberg? So, yeah, I don't know. Then this kid's fucking a Mary Sue. Um, who finds some bitch who crashed, and he's like, I'm going to take her back to her place, which is like the, where the rich people I'm live. I'm going to smuggle you safely in the vast area between my eyes. And they're definitely going to let me and my family in, and then she's like, ah, you're special, kid. I don't know why. Uh, he can grow plants? Yeah. Yeah. He has these seeds, which look more to me like spree candies. Hey, fucking new genre, huh? You ain't seen any shit like this. G- gardening. Terror horror. Uh, horror agriculture. Uh, I don't know. Farming simulator in the future. It's 4-H, but all H's stand for horror. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a fucking tagline, mister. <laughs> but print it! Print it! The 4-H House. community is untapped. <laughs> It really no puts the future and future farmers of America. God, they should have done that for that. What is it? Was it sheep or lamb? God, that lamb, lamb, lamb A twenty four movie. They should have done forage for that because those those fucking people they they raise lambs all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Do that shit all the time. That's what my uh, brother did. Jeez, I don't know what to talk about next. All, the rest of the trailers are all kind of. Let's talk about Triangle of Sadness. Yeah. Right. It's, um it, this movie it's a little blunt. is it tries to be like the trailer's kinda all over the place. <laughs> like you <laughs> open with with these male models and then uh you the rest of the trailer is about a luxury um, cruise. Luxury cl- cruise with a bunch of uh I guess they're meant to be stupid rich people or just yes. pull- it's like hey look aren't rich people pricks here's them like yeah. throwing up on the ship and getting poop water on them yeah um some of these poll quotes are uh not exactly encouraging um a brilliantly scathing takedown of the wealthy and the beautiful from a publication called next best picture <laughs> which i've never heard of so if that's your number one poll quote um, I guess this film it's f- didn't drum a ton of interest at the Cannes Film Festival. It's a movie from Ruben Osland. Uh, last I checked, that was a sandwich, but apparently now it's making movies. It's gay um, sentience. Uh, uh, here's another one from Variety. Puts privilege through the ringer. 
<laughs> one of the uh, we did it, quotes. guys. We solved the one percent. One of the also of, from ne- <laughs> they double dip from <gasps> Next Pack's Pictures review should be seen with the biggest crowd possible. Why? They stop. <laughs> no, I'm gonna see what, this so by you can myself. Disappear anonymously when it turns out that the movie's bad. An astonishing coup de gras from the film stage. Another publication Hilariously I've never fucking funny. heard of. Um, Hilariously funny. This thing is a beast from Awards Daily. One of one of these poll didn't one of these poll quotes like reference the like the maker or the director. Yeah, it was uh, uh, oh, testing limits of what Ulstlund does best. Classic Ulstlund. Oh, when they were vomiting also and shitting. from Variety. <laughs> so they double dipped on two reviews for their yeah. books. They, they just really know they're Ulstlund. Ulstlund? Yeah. Um, as far as we know, the only star power in this movie is um, Woody Harrelson. Yeah, he's yeah. the he's the one I recognize for sure. Yeah, I'm um, sure people are like, "Oh, but what about that woman?" And I'm like, "Nope." Ruben Ostlin, what have you directed? Oh, he's also just a, a Ruben, just some Rupins, or maybe not. I don't know. Some of these pictures show. Yeah, this trailer uh, was just all over the place. Like, like you said, like it started with like the male model thing, and then it's like on a boat, and then it's like, oh, they're gonna show the classy hijinks of like. Rich people, and then they just are vomiting for like five minutes straight. Yeah. Um, and then then they're cast away. What I is guess. this movie? Um. So, uh, Ruben Olstund has uh directed. He actually has some credit. He has a director's credit going all the way back to nineteen ninety seven. Uh, the video short called Free Radicals. The following year, he put out Free Radicals 2. Um, the only movie that I recognize from this list is Force Majeure. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I don't recall being anything particularly special. I don't think I ever yeah. actually saw it. But You mean I you didn't remember. see The Square? Classic The Square? I did not. Is that the prequel to the circle? Maybe. And now we've got the triangle of sadness. Is he is he creating a shape cinematic universe? He uh, uh, he must be. That's the only ge- explanation. A geometric cinematic universe. And with soundtrack provided by Ed Sheeran. The shape of you. <laughs> what will it be today? <laughs> the circle, the square, or the triangle? <laughs> Can we get the X in there just just so we can get Sony's blessing? <laughs> Steve Harvey just walks out. Play Family Feud. Uh, Speaking of Family Feud, I've got a Family Feud with Netflix for putting out Do Revenge. More like Doo Doo Revenge. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so um, it's dumb. It's. A uh, high school drama retelling of Strangers on a Train, <laughs> but much, 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 much worse. It's it's got Maya Hawke in it, um, who is it's this... really popular right now because Stranger Things just came out. So good timing, Netflix. 
You squeezed your juice out of my hawk. What? <laughs> I don't know, Jake. <laughs> I don't know, Jake. You, we, you we put that one you. out there. We left you out in the vine, Jake. I apologize, but uh... we left you out with your with your glass of hawk milk. <laughs> You're gonna have Quite to drink milk. it all yourself. Oh shit! <laughs> Netflix did really did ruin you, Jake. Yeah, it did. I think I think all you need to know about this trailer is that the like to dislike ratio is one thousand up, two point eight thousand down. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like, yeah. it's not even Mean Girls where it's like funny how shitty they are. They're just really shitty characters. Yeah, I'm just like, and you're supposed to feel sympathy. I towards I don't, one of them. I don't think I don't think you are. Like, I think they're trying. Like, I don't know. They're trying to go for like, if you want to lean into them being Mean Girls, you know, but not not Mean Girls, Mean Girls, because. Mm-hmm. Those mean girls were funny, and you're like, ah, they're pieces of shit, and you, you know, you enjoy it in a, in a comedy type sense, and this just doesn't do that. So it it doesn't hit those same uh, heights. It's just them being really mean and and vindictive, and I'm like, mm, I just don't. Vengeful. I mean, in the first like place, it's not for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This this is um definitely like um. I don't know, uh, trashy, like watch it because you hate it, kind of movie. Um, and like the but... the plot is like that the the bad boyfriend is like he's being fake woke and they have to like expose him or something. That, that's on the assumption that he is fake woke and he may not be, and they'll not, probably they find totally out the twist. That twist, yeah, yeah. The twist is that one of them is gonna fall in love with him and. Well, one of them's a lesbian, so... I was about to say, I think this is going to be a lesbian love story if it's going to be any kind of love story. I I don't know. This this movie is... Is this pandering to the people who watch Euphoria? Like, is this what Euphoria is? Um, well, Euphoria is just really fucking graphic, and, like, I don't know. I've heard from people, like, this is how my high school was, and I'm looking at it like, this is not how my high school was at all. I know it's like I think 10 years later, well Euphoria first came out a couple years ago, so 8 10 years later, but I'm like Jesus Christ, like kids are doing coke know, this all makes the me time feel and so fucking old. Like I remember when people would do weed and that was like, oh shit, dude. Like Yeah. Oh, you're hardcore, weed. man. You're hardcore. Like, if you did if you did cocaine, you kept that to yourself because you needed something to do on the weekends. Like you know, this the like, drugs you did in school were again, yeah, weed and vodka and maybe, and you did your spittoons yeah. in the in the locker room of the gym. Yeah. Well, well, you would have your water bottle with you. Yeah. yeah. That. Um, I yeah, like maybe in rich kid land. Yeah, in Cali there's High more School. Co- more more cocaine use, but like, what fucking kid has the money for coke? Coke is I expensive. Know. So, I mean, I like, mean, like weed's said, dirt cheap. Like that's why high schoolers and middle schoolers do weed because it's the only fucking yeah. drug they can afford. Yeah, I and I mean, I had I had some ex- wealthy kids in my school. I, there was a, maybe a couple kids who did coke, but it wasn't as 
Euphoria makes it seem like everybody's doing it. Like, it wasn't until, like, never. I've never done cocaine. <laughs> Why would you <laughs> suggest no, that? No, I'm in, yeah, we're definitely, like, where I grew up probably at this point is, like, meth and or H country at this point. Well, yeah, yeah, meth is the difference. That's that's really common in poor areas. That's the, uh, I mean... That's it. you go to the trailer parks and you go, hey, don't don't go past the don't go past the red trailer. There's there's meth labs down there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, thankfully, no, thankfully, no one in school that I knew of was doing H. They were probably on, uh, you know, Adderall and or you know, pills, yeah. popping pills. Um, yeah, that's that's also we again when you can't. We're not. I'm sorry. We're not bougie enough to get to have cocaine in our high schools. <laughs> we could barely afford ma- laptops. It just it just made me like feel like a, a pearl clutcher when I watch Euphoria. I'm like, oh, I never. Uh, and then it's also like you're seeing these naked um, actors and they're like portraying high school students, and you're like, wait, I shouldn't see this. I, yeah, this is bad. This feels wrong. <laughs> I need to go check my. <laughs> I need to go check FBI my savings opener. account. <laughs> I have. Oh, um, I gotta pay my electric bill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's a uh, do revenge. Um. Don't, don't. Don't do this one. Don't revenge. Yeah. They. Yeah. They really stumbled into that one. Don't um, watch it. Then, then we take a trip back to Middle Ages. With <laughs> Catherine Colbert. Now this was a book, right? I have to. I remember this. I I think it was a book as well, but I made it about as far as uh, Lena Dunham in the trailer before I was like, "Oh, that tells me everything I need to know about this movie, and that I won't be watching it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I guess no, I remember I this. I see the. Uh, yes. Okay. This this picture of the the cover is yeah. This was in my uh, one of my ELA bookcases. I think was like we probably had, I don't know ninth maybe ninth grade. I don't know if it's like if it was a high school or a middle school thing. Dude, do you remember all the fucking weird tests we had to take in New York State? The ELA, the fucking Terra Nova. Oh, the fucking Terra Nova. Oh. That was the stupidest shit. That was some. That was some state funded. I swear that was like a that was a big yeah. Like, it was a data. state test. But it didn't do anything. Like, it didn't matter. It was probably for a research project. Someone just, like, they bribed the fucking school system being like, hey, we're going to do this test to see if they can retain the knowledge or whatever. Because it was the same exact questions, uh, spring and fall. Like, they, I remember that they did not change the questions between each one and did not affect our grades. It did not affect our outcomes. It was just a thing we took, which means that it was not for our benefit. It was for the benefit of some, like, master's or some doctorate student working in, like, I don't know, Clarkson or some shit. I don't know. Soon he was like, we need data. Test the children. <laughs> but, no, I remember. I I remember reading this. or ha- I like being guinea pigs. Or being or choosing to not read this. Yeah, um, so what well, it seems like um, a bunch of people start coming to the kingdom, trying to vie for the the hand of this young it's, girl named yeah. Catherine. 
It's a girl power movie, I guess. Um, Lena Dunham kind of molested her sister as a child, and I don't really support child molesters. Why? Because, you know, that's not really a behavior I want to want to support. Yeah. And it's yeah. not like and I mean, come on, oh. Kurt, it's not even relevant here. It's not like this movie is about a young woman being, uh, you know, a young girl being uh, <laughs> hemmed in on all sides by older men trying to trying to rope her into a relationship and or marriage. How could that ever be yeah. relevant? I, it 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 uh, it couldn't uh, couldn't be me. Um, I don't know, fucking ironic. It's it's a story that they've done so many fucking times in the last four or five years that I don't know. I I don't even care enough to feel strongly about it anymore. Other than just say we get it, okay? Yeah. Like, oh, they, they're from the Middle Ages, but they're saying new people words. Oh, my God. That fucking... So next week, spoiler alert, we're going to review Prey, the new Predator movie. Yes. And uh, that's one of my least favorite things about the Castlevania show on Netflix showed up in that where they just, like, use... The vernacular. 21st century diction. And I'm like... Why fucking set it back in the early 18th century if you're not like? Because I, I, I won't say I won't say anymore. I won't say anymore because that's it. It'll have its own episode for its own day. Mm-hmm. But uh, I I have I have much to say about that movie, and most most of it's positive. <laughs> I will I will <laughs> let that out now. <laughs> I'm not gonna dunk on this movie terribly, but. It does frustrate me for for reasons I will enumerate next week, um, but yeah, who give Catherine called Birdie whatever fucking same is this movie they even made, a wish. like I was looking at the the age level of the book and it got like a Newbery Award so it's like you know again it's kids literature like the reading the recommended level the recommended age was ten plus so. I like this would have to be I would I would imagine this would have to be of a similar ratings level like they wouldn't like crank up the rating to like teen or something. Well, I could maybe see a PG-13 from this, but um the the girl is uh young looking at least. Uh, although I'm getting to an age now where um a lot of people look like kids to me, even though yeah. they're like eighteen. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 Um, I'm we're twenty-eight we're next month. That's. Uh. <laughs> I, I know. Old. Not older. Just um, like. That's it. Okay. Go ahead. I was gonna say that's it. Yeah. The, the yeah, trailers. old, just like the the uh, the 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 top movies at the box office are are looking a little old now, a little long in the tooth on a lot of them. Um, she's nineteen. Yeah, Bella Ramsey, born uh, two thousand three. Oh God, no, no, that person does not exist. 
So she's You put those two pieces of information together and my brain rejected it like a like a foreign <laughs> object. Hey yo, so, Bella Ramsey, when the OnlyFans dropping, huh? Oh god. <laughs> okay, Drake. Alright, Drake. I've been counting down the days since I saw you in Well fucking The Worst Witch. What's it? Um when uh Leon the Professional came out, like fucking Oh Natalie Portman. scumbag radio DJs like started a countdown clocks to when Natalie Portman turned eighteen. Ugh. Yeah. Oh fuck! Yeah, I I did. You know I did. Yeah. You know I was counting down the days because they happened to be the days until you know I like I was eighteen. <laughs> I, was I was also counting up. I was like, all right, you're eighteen now. Wait. <laughs> it's not like that movie came out when like before, before I was born. born but yeah. you were like, well, I think Jake was five months old when that movie came out. Um. I because it was yeah it was ninety four. Um, There's I see just little that? baby Jake like in in the Mobius above his crib. It's like the map of the age of consent in every state. <laughs> uh, where the fuck is it? Leon the professional came out. Oh, November twentieth. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I was alive. I was two months old, which means Jake would have been. Seven. Six months old? Seven? Okay. Seven months. So we hey, yo, Natalie Portman. At, so. Goo goo gaga. What up? <laughs> goo goo gaga. You know what I'm saying, eh? <laughs> cherry, cherry, boom, boom, gaga. <laughs> and like like all Italian babies, uh, Jake Curry had thick chest hair <laughs> and a gold medallion. <laughs> I'll brush it down. I say, hey, I got a. You want a little? Want to hold them up in flasks? You want some uh, morning milk or a, or a little, a little raw evening milk, freshly squeezed? You know what I mean, that. So the number evening one movie. Milk, like, they got different vitamin contents. <laughs> the evening breast milk contains melatonin to help the baby sleep. I, do. I don't know enough. But like, to does one that. like it's like Dayquil and Nyquil? It just comes as like the two pack. <laughs> <laughs> no, like does the baby rise knows. in the east and set in the west? <laughs> like, is that how we're feeding them? Yeah. So, like, the east nipple is for the morning, and the west nipple <laughs> yeah. is for the evening. Is the is this like is this the western version of this? Is like fuck shui. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to. The breast milk is not auspicious. <laughs> Just whatever you do, don't mix them together. It's like um, it's like a special chemical. It'll it'll combust. It's like fucking chlorine it's like, and ammonia. It's fucking, it's, yeah, it's mustard don't, gas. Don't do that. Don't it's cross the gas. streams, kids. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> box office. Weekend 31. <laughs> I can get more information on my breastfeeding cousin. Aug- August 5th through the 7th, 2022. Uh, in first place, the film we will be speaking about uh, later on in the program, Bullet Train, bring in $30 million, which is uh, enough for first place, but not a huge opener. Uh, $71 million worldwide for it thus far. Uh, down 52% despite 
opening in 18 additional theaters is DC League of Super Pets. Um, that is at 88 million worldwide, which you gotta figure is not looking great, seeing as how Bullet Train is hot on its heels, uh, down on an extra week. Um, and yeah. animated movies, I don't know if you all know this, kind of expensive to make. Yeah. I. Yeah, this it needs to make big money back. Cause it's don't worry. They got, they're writing off a lot this year. Yeah, they're fi- are they finally? I don't know if I heard any news if they're finally gonna do something about Ezra Miller <laughs> as the Flash. Oh yeah, they have the... he's a fucking real life supervillain at this point. Like he's got he's got the Gothamitis where he's just like I'm just gonna keep committing crimes. <laughs> the police arrest me and I'll get out and I'll just keep committing more crimes. Yeah, you would have thought he played Joker or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like this was the curse of the Joker. I didn't know there was a Flash curse. Yeah. What's the CW Barry Allen gonna do? Um, probably take over for him in the movies at this rate. Oh, <laughs> uh, actually, a lot of people would like that. He's apparently a a um a well enjoyed. I mean, um, the CW gets uh, it get ha- it has capital F fans, so I have to imagine that the character is compelling at least for a for a subsection well, of it's it's marketed toward a very specific subsection of uh people. Yeah. I and he was a good Barry Allen but the everything around it was just dog shit. Like the animation, the writing was just not up to par but like the first couple seasons that did have good budget and writing um he was actually like really well known for that role. What do we when we were reviewing um Super Pets, what was the name of the the fast turtle? It was like McDurkle. Oh oh god. I don't remember what it was, but it was something ridiculous. McDurkle the Turtle. That's terrible. Not McCorkle, no. Um Super Speed Turtle DC Comics. Um no, no. Uh, where, oh, we we knew I knew it, it was um, not turt. All right, again, we're we're delving into the world of DC superpowered animals. I there's so many because we have here Super Turtle, whose full Mer- name was Nick Snurtle. Right. Mer- what was the first name again? Merton McSnurtle. Merton McSnurtle. Oh, he was voiced Not by to be Natasha Leona. The the Turtle Superman, uh, whose full name is Turtel. Fuck me, that's so funny. Not you know who and whose uh, his enemies were uh, the Yak Brainy Yak. Um, that's the only one in the list on the wiki. I love it. I'm all about it. More. It's, Any more puns? I I need more. I need more DC superpowered animal parodies of DC characters. There's apparently I'm about to make a Yeah. I'm sorry, as an aside. I'm about to make a crisscross reference in a group chat full of mostly Gen Z people. What do you want to set the over under on how many people know what the fuck I'm talking about? Oh my god, three. three oh, it's gonna be. Now. I'm calling uh, goose eggs. 
You're going to ace it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So someone's passing on the fall ball season, and someone said weak, and then another guy said whack, and I'm going to jump in with just like crisscross, it's wiggity wiggity whack. Oh, well, and if I you might... say just like crisscross, I mean, that, that bumps it up a little bit because people are going to, like, they'll know the name. Will they? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you're, you're giving I don't a lot know. of faith. This is the same generation that made up a f- fucking different name for daydreaming. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you'll be the one to bring crisscross back into the spotlight and show millennials. Dude, oh, I was watching a series as, of TikToks. As this show has shown, we are the secret tastemakers in Hollywood. Yeah. We talk about something on the show suspiciously, like two or three months later, it's showing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the, apparently there is a big trend on TikTok a while back where they found this new hip food that they were making that was like it was so much better than just a regular sandwich. They called it, it a grilled cheese. They called it a grinder. Kids didn't know what the fuck. Kids don't know what a grinder is. Yep. It was on this hoagie roll. Mm. Had Italian meats. Okay, I, I'm going to try to not blind myself with my own rage and talk about how Nope brought in a $8.5 million take, uh, down 54.3% out of 791 theaters in just its third week. Oof, not, not a lot of run for Nope there. Yeah. But still bringing in $101 million all worldwide. Can't imagine the budget on this was particularly high, as Jake... <laughs> Has smeared Vaseline all over his camera lens. <laughs> Can't imagine the red Hulu sign. Oh, it got worse. Jesus Christ. Come on. You got it, buddy. You got um, it. In fourth in its fifth week is Thor Love and Thunder. Um, it's uh, dropped another 41.5%, down 250 theaters, and bring in a $750 million gross, um, which I think still makes. Minions. Um, actually, you know what? No. Uh, uh, unless you want to count... Well, yeah, Minions is beating it. But unless you want to count No Way Home as part of MCU Phase 4, um, but even if you did that, it's not a Marvel Studios movie. No Phase 4 Marvel Studios movie has broken $1 billion. Oof. Big Which oof. used to be like a guarantee. Yeah, like it's like such a guarantee that Captain Marvel made a billion dollars. Yeah. Oh shit. Holy shit. Yeah. No, it's such a big feat that, like, you know, the a spot a couple down from this uh, movie that we'll talk about in a, in a second, um, or we'll name, is was very proud to have beaten Mar. You know, uh, Marvel uh, movies. Or at least we were proud of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um, but spe- speaking of beating, Minions Rise of Gru brought in another $7.1 million. So not much off of Four's earning pace. They're they're kind of coalescing here. Yep. Um, despite it leaving 391 theaters, um, Rise of Gru has made $762 million. <laughs> so a full $57 million more. Than for Love and Thunder. Shit. 
That's, that's I mean, it's had an extra week, but like still. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, I can you fathom the concept of going to see Thor: Love and Thunder now? I can't. Uh, no, absolutely not. Like, I didn't even want to see it in the first place. Like, this show is a blessing and a curse. Like, I love doing it. I have this uh, creative itch that I always need to scratch. Like, I've taken breaks from creating any content, and I always feel uneasy because I, I need an outlet for all my latent creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, so the show provides that, and, I, and I'm very appreciative of it for that reason. But also, the show has made me watch a bunch of movies that I otherwise would not have watched and am worse off for having seen. (laughs) And Thor Love and Thunder falls firmly into that category. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was, it filled out my regal, you know, my... (laughs) Help me justify my regal yeah, we, uh, pass. We, it helped me break even on my <laughs> regal unlimited subscription. You know, and that's th- about the best thing I can say for it. I, I think we're better for it. I think after seeing it, we've hardened our bodies. Like, you know, when you when you wanna you know, really toughen up your feet, you go walk around the woods for like a few days barefoot. Uh, and then you build up calluses. I feel like that's what we've done, but with our like our brains and our eyeballs. Mm-hmm. We've we've sat in the theaters. We've sat in the rough, the theaters of all sorts. We've calloused our our tastes, and now only the finest I, of uh, of feels can get through. I know what you mean, I don't. Jake. I know what you mean. I mean, like mm-hmm. talk about me. You know, everyone knows me as the guy who was super. He was just simping for every Marvel movie up to this point. You know, I'm. Big, you can't find a bigger Marvel fanboy out here than me, but this movie, this one was the one that did it. Hardened my um, heart like it hardened the Pharaoh's heart when he cast Moses out of Egypt. I understand what you're saying, Jake, but I don't know that there's any hardening that Thor Love and Thunder did to me that two volumes <laughs> of Best Friends... <laughs> Didn't already do. <laughs> so I'm, it, in fact, it made me soft. I've seen I get hard. I, I've seen a startling percentage of Tommy Wiseau's filmography. We've seen and that made us some hard boys. I mean, we're we should change the name to Hard Boys Podcast. Hard boys. Most hard people boys don't mo- even know that Tommy Wiseau has other directed films. anything yeah. other than The Room. Yeah, I'm I so, have seen four of his other movies. We have seen, seen the a brain. Tommy Wiseau franchise. We, I've, oh, when are we going to... Oh, damn it. Man, we should have done that when Jake was up last time. Well, next time you're up, Jake, we're reviewing Big Shark. Because I think that's the one <laughs> okay. Tommy Wiseau movie we haven't seen yet. Okay. I think we're just in it for the long haul for the inevitable Breen Wiseau crossover. Which you know we'll be all over that like stink on shit. I don't even. I mean, obviously, someone has to have like floated that idea to one or both of them. They have to have. But like Tommy Wiseau is such a weird fucking pile of iguanas masquerading as a person. That... I think he's. I think he's richer than Breen. Well, of course he's richer than I think... Breen. He's got so he's DB Cooper. We all know this. <laughs> so. 
so I think in in, in Wiseau's head, he's like, oh, why would I futz around with our with Brian? Yeah. He's Mickey he's Boy Mickey Brain. Mouse, as yeah. uh, Tommy Wiseau would say. Yeah, he's Mickey Mouse over here. He's Mickey Mantle getting blowjobs in the, uh, you know. Yeah, Neil Breen is a, a humble Las Vegas based architect. Yeah, and you know what else he's doing? Giving talks at oh. Mensa. What? What? Uh, so is this like a an Elephant Man situation <laughs> where he's giving a talk yeah. to a bunch of psychologists in in study? And they're observing his behavior. I don't know. I guess they're. Oh, it's it, it was in July. Shit, we missed it. We could have gone One. to see Sparks of Genius 2022 featuring Neil Breen. That. Uh... Oh my God! They're doing it for a fucking. They're memeing on him, dude. They're, yeah, this is like, like a yeah, dinner they're... for schmuck sort of deal. It's they're, they're fans of my five feature films. I'll make two speeches and have a two-hour Q&A session. This will be very interesting and exciting. Zero the people Mensa Institute. have watched a Neil Breen film and been like, I am happy that I spent the time to do this. This man's, this man's voice needs to be heard. <laughs> Who am I? What Who am, am I? I? <laughs> it's Till. It's spelt. <laughs> that was the best. That was the best one, because he. It wasn't even like symbolic. Like it was symbolic, but it was also he read the back of a yogurt cup, because yeah, it, his it entire was Neil Breen's why is idea. part of his identity so revolved around like shelf stable prepackaged foods. Dude, like, I'm more concerned about why every character he plays in each of his movies is, like, a fucking messianic Christ figure. <laughs> that's that's the part I'm more hung up on. Yeah, I fucking... Anyway, Top Gun Maverick is in sixth. Top Gun... Down a spot. But it's crossed the $1.3 billion threshold, which I think it might have done last week. Uh, 1.355, so... Big earner for Paramount. Um, at a time where they needed the big order to offset Pause of Theory, which in its fourth week is in 16th place, bringing in $150,000. Jesus. It's made $20 million worldwide. Oh, my God. That's their bad woman. That's five, that's $5 million a week. Um, where the crawdads sing? Down in seventh now. Uh, my girlfriend, who read the book, has now seen the movie and it she didn't like it so <laughs> that girlfriend that disapproves uh, that probably doesn't say much for its quality yeah her and Kristen agree um yeah so two out of two girlfriends give it thumbs two out down. of two two lady studs yeah lady studs of uh the uh where the crowd's thing are are they studdesses or studettes? Studettes. That that seems a little reductive. Uh, studenatrixes. Studenatrixes. That, oh, that that that's seems power. a little. That's, that's a little too sexual. That's empowering though. That's empowering though. It's a little, a little too, little too, little too. We'll, we'll work on that. We're working. It's for them. It. It's not for us. It's for them to feel like they're in control. But the safety word is... 
I'm going to move on to Easter Sunday. <laughs> While they're whipping our... <laughs> We're going to move on to Easter, Easter Sunday. Sunday now, which happens to be our spotlight film of the week. Uh, raking in $5.447 million, Joe Coy uh, doing Matches. the first thing I've seen Joe Coy do in fucking ages. Like, this guy had disappeared off of pretty much anyone's radar for a long time. Uh, but now he's back with a, a studio movie. <laughs> and you could say is, he was a little coy. It It's not doing great. It's got a 5.7 out of 10 IMDb, which is pretty fucking low for that. Uh, a 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. But puzzlingly enough, a 5 out of 5 on Facebook. Oh, good. That that makes that was Joe Coy. That was Joe Coy. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Probably. Coy and four friends. Well, I mean, I, I, how does this work? I'm, I'm clicking on the link. Oh, it's He's, five. Is five point nine. It's got five stars. Nine reviews. Powerful. The massive Joe Coy and his eight friends. Joe Coy and his his immediate family <laughs> reviewed this movie. Five what has he been in? Joe Why Coy is he has, in movies? Joe Coy has not, to my knowledge, been in any television show or movie. He was a mediocre stand-up comedian oh, in stand-up the thing. late aughts who had, like, two... He had a Comedy Central Presents, which is a, a half hour on Comedy Central... And I think he had one, maybe two hour-long comedy specials that were just okay. Like, he's not a bad comedian. Right. But he's not He's great either. He's, you'd say he's probably firmly in the, in the circuit? Yeah. He's, he's a guy that if he's playing your local stand-up club and you're like, yeah, sure. I'll go pay 20 bucks to see this guy. Mm-hmm. You'll probably get enough laughs after you've had the two drink minimum where you'll feel like it's money well spent. Yeah. But it's He's... not like I'm going, it's not like I'm going to pay 80 bucks to see Jerry Seinfeld at the palace mm-hmm. because it's worth it sort of deal. Yeah. He goes Joe to Coy... the, he gets invited as by the uh, student activities board to the colleges with like 10,000 <laughs> students. Yeah. Joe Coy was uh, in the remake of Anastasia. Sure. Wow. Guess as who? As guess, guess who he played? I gotta guess Bartok. Rasputin. Lenin. Why would? Why was he Lenin? I don't know. What? I need to. I need to see a picture. I saw him from behind. He was in the trailer, but uh, it wasn't great picture. Uh, oh, oh, oh no, don't, there, don't there it is. There, there it is. Fuck. Yep. They just said, "Hey, let's glue some pubes to the back of his head." They took and, a, uh, they call took it a, a day. carpet sample and they fucking cut it up. <laughs> Yeah, that's Lennon. 
Oh my god. Oh All right. gosh. Well, anyway, we've heard from professional critics. They don't matter. They're not actually people. Everyone knows this. Um we gotta go find real reviews from real reviewers, real people, honest people, hardworking people, people who wear that blue collar proudly. Uh, and to find those people, you can look either uh, under bridges or other areas where trolls are known to, to frequent. Not trolls as in internet trolls, but like actual physical trolls, trolls. that have <laughs> have the troll blood and regenerate like 600 HP per round. And it's really difficult to kill them, but yep. but you gotta because they're blocking the bridge and, and you're trying to just end this Divinity 2 playthrough because it's been 247 hours. Please, please put her away. Can I, I'll chicken it. I'll do anything at this point. <laughs> get the barrels. Get the barrels. God, get the barrels. Barrelmancy. Barrelmancy. Put all points in we the We only scratched the surface of Barrelmancy and I'm so sad about that. Well, uh, we'll just have to play it again, I guess. Give it another run it again. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, but Tanaj 404 review not found 09 has a 10 out of 10 review uh called Excellent Comedy in Every Way. Look. Good. Great it's great for all ages. My mom loved this sweet movie too. Eh? People who give it a poor score may love violence, may love the violence and bullet train, eh? Yeah, that Ooh. movie. Easter Sunday was pure fun. The characters and the dramas were a hundred percent believable. I capitalized were and uh used the wrong form of were mm-hmm. for no no evident reason. <laughs> Kudos to all involved in creating this films. For those of us who want decent, funny entertainment, not blood and gore. Ple- previews for this movie was sorely lacking, and I'm at the movies two x a week. Eh? If the box office numbers are poor, that would be why. Because <laughs> I'm only at the, the movies two times a week. Um, you'll be shocked to find out that zero out of zero found that review. Oh, out. they're doing them dirty. They're doing them dirty mm. out here. Hmm. Well, Steve Coulter has to disagree and also did them dirty by saying one out of ten. Don't waste your time. Love his stand up, but did not translate well into a movie. Bad casting and not really that funny. No chemistry amongst the characters. Too bad. Frowny face. Maybe his next movie will be better. Three out of four found that helpful. No bad. Wasn't wasn't it? Wasn't not, it? Not a lot to work with. But you know what is it? Even though <laughs> Even though which? You know you're allowed to look at two and three star reviews, right, Jake? We found some, we, have, we have found true. gold there. I gotta keep true. I gotta keep true. But what you well, true to you is the lower end of the we we divided it into thirds. You see, I say one <laughs> stars. I want to see the worst of the worst. People who thought this was the worst, even though this person gave it two and said it's the worst movie they ever saw. Mm-hmm. You just gotta keep your mind open, and then you'll find one like this five out of ten review from uh, <clears throat> Ferguson Six. <gasps> He's back, baby. Big screen sitcom. Our uh, boy is back. He's back. He's here. 
you find him in the most unexpected places, but <laughs> it's a chance meeting. Um, greetings again from the darkness. <laughs> Director Jade Trond- uh, Chandra Sekar and co-writers Kate Angelo and Ken Cheng have crafted a tribute to the Filipino community, paying homage to family bonds and the culture. The obvious comparisons here are Crazy Rich Asians 2018 and any number of Bollywood movies offering insight and a peek behind the curtain of Indian families. As global societies continue to disperse and intertwine with various races and cultures, it only makes sense for us to gain more understanding of each other, in what better way than through comedy. In the film, real-life comedian Joe Coy plays fictional comedian and aspiring actor Joe Valencia. Joe moved to Los Angeles, away from his Bay Area family, to pursue a career in entertainment. It's been a struggle, and he's best known for a beer commercial where he looks into the camera and says, Let's get this party started, baby! One of the recurring gags is how so many either recite the line to him or plea with him to do so. Up for a big role in a TV pilot, Joe once again lets down his high school-aged son by attending an audition rather than a parent meeting at school. Junior, Brandon Wardell, is struggling a bit with his grades at the prestigious prep school he attends. See, Joe's career as an actor might not be rolling, but his ex-wife is a powerful attorney married to a professional athlete. The real fun begins as we see the tension between father and son uh, on the road trip they make to join the rest of the family for Easter Sunday. An important day for Filipinos. Along the way, we experience two more of the film's running gags. Joe's mom, Lydia Gaston, pressuring him not uh, not just to show up, but not to be late. And Joe's agent, played by director Chandra, uh, Chandra Sekar. Chandra Sekar, okay. Who's Chandra used- Nalar, I think you mean. <laughs> Cast for two red red. Um, <laughs> whose use of entering a tunnel so I'll be losing the connection is his standard way of ending a conversation when he's done. Once they arrive, we get yet another running gag. The ongoing sister rival rivalry between Joe's mom and his Tita Teresa, Tia Carrere. Uh, it's a quick trip for Joe and Junior, but it's filled with family drama. Joe's impromptu stand-up in a church, a love interest for Junior, Eva Noblezada, a run-in with a former lover, Tiffany Haddish, for Joe, a questionable business investment between Joe and his cousin Eugene, Eugene Cordero, a confrontation with a local gangster named Dev Deluxe, Asif Ali, and an all-in family karaoke song. There is even a Lou Diamond Phillips tie-in that adds a touch of class. The writers and director... Na, 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 na. <laughs> <laughs> um, the writers and director have worked mostly in TV to this point, and that is just too obvious. A TV sitcom style rarely succeeds on the big screen. And though we do get some laughs, there is an amateurish feel to the proceedings. On the upside, uh, some insight into Filipino culture is welcome. I know Manny Pacquiao's birthday, and it was my first first exposure to Hype Truck. Opens in theaters on August 5th, 2022. Seven out of eight found it helpful. Club. That's a good good percentage. The man man knows his hits. Well... Uh, Kat Kabula feels a little rosier about Easter Sunday, giving it a 9 out of 10, calling it 
a big step for Asian Americans in film. Hyphen. Bravo to Joe Coy and cast. You know, I don't really write reviews, but for this film, I will. I know people have a choice this week on whether to see big blockbuster movies like Minions and Top Gun and Bullet Train with good old reliable big money. A lister star, a, a, a lister stars, I guess, is what what that's meant to be, uh, <laughs> yeah. who have been around since the 80s and 90s. But don't underestimate the comedic timing and prevalence of this film, as well as Joe Coy's film debut that is false. He was Lennon in the Anastasia remake. We know this. <laughs> this mo- We knew this all along. We didn't learn this five minutes ago. <laughs> It was planned. We, we got you again, just like just like last just week. Just like last week. <laughs> you fools! <laughs> this movie was just as monumental as Crazy Rich Asians and Joy Luck Club, and even more down to earth. Yes, there were plenty of Filipino-specific jokes with English subtitles, but in many cultures, you can't find, you can find things to relate to. So many people love K-pop, Japanese manga slash anime, and Chinese action films. People have had decades to get accustomed to other more mainstream Asian cultures and stereotypes. Filipinos may be a lesser known Asian group, and I don't expect us to Get it right for American audiences at the first shot. And this film is the first shot. But the door is wide open, Hollywood, and you ain't shutting us or any other Asians out anymore. That was... And to Mr. Joe Coy, hats off to you and the cast for being a GOAT, eh? (laughs) And a pioneer for Asian Americans in film. This is more than just a film. It is an historic event that sends out a message to all Asian Americans that we can be anything we set our minds to. And get back on that bike, Joseph. You've inspired a generation. Yeah! One out of three found that They call him Joseph. Is his actual name Joseph? Yeah. I would assume. Well, at least that's... that's yeah. uh, based on his stand-up, Yes. Because it's, was, it's just because his first name goes by J.O. So I don't, uh, I don't know. Kurt, I was ready for you to slip into Macho Man at any point there. I, I wasn't the doing Macho Man. I was doing Matt Menard. Ah. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to find an entertainment <laughs> to entertainment. slip in. Sports yeah. right. entertainment. <laughs> this, this one out of ten is slightly better than the last one. Looking work. Looking underscore works as unfunny and predictable. The acting by everyone in this movie was poor. This was Brendan Wardell's second movie and should be his last. Eugene Cordero played the character of Eugene. (laughs) I could not tell whether or not it was the writer's intention for this character to be mentally challenged or if it was Cordero's acting that ruined this character. Okay. (laughs) I would say Joe Coy should stick to his day job, but he's supposed to be a comedian and he was far from funny here. 
The jokes fell flat. I do not remember laughing even once during the movie. The funniest lines were all shown in the trailers. This movie is a definite pass. Five out of nine found that helpful. Pass. More like ass. <laughs> all right. This last one here um, is, is, again, it's utterly deranged from, from uh, Nicolin and Patty. Uh, Kurt, what's a what's a good voice? What's an easy voice that's that's very deranged? Like, you know, like a Danny DeVito. Maybe I'll do a I'll do a Danny DeVito. Yeah, do a bad Danny DeVito. Okay, I'm okay. here for it. Seven out I, of ten. I had a I had a couple in mind, but I don't know if you can do them. I mean, throw them out. What the hell? You could do something like this. <laughs> very deranged. Oh yes. No, uh, that wouldn't. Uh, We'll we'll see. No, I'm, I'm, we'll just do, we'll just go with the trash man. <laughs> I'm the trash man. <laughs> Seven out of ten. DreamWorks made history here. Spoon, spoon, spoon. Twelve out of seventeen. Pac-Man gloves. Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> cherry on top. I cried during the good good night singing. Joko is so natural, making it easy to watch. Good job, SS DreamWorks. Zero out of zero. <laughs> Good job, SS DreamWorks. <laughs> spoon, spoon, spoon. 12 out of 17 Pac-Man gloves. Lou Diamond Phillips, Every- cherry on top. <laughs> Who doesn't know what that means, eh? D- deranged. <laughs> Insane. I could I could do it in the fucking I could try the red spoon 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 twelve out of seventeen Pac-Man gloves Lou Diamond Phillips cherry on top that turns like spoon 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 twelve out of seventeen Pac-Man gloves Lou Diamond Phillips cherry on top yes um uh, that's Easter Sunday uh and ninth <laughs> dropping two spots we have Elvis. Down thirty-one point four percent, bringing just just a hair under four million dollars, bringing its total of two hundred and fifty-three million worldwide. Kind of a rough go for Elvis, I would think. There, uh, the Black Phone, on the other hand, brings in another million and a half, down nearly forty percent. But it's its seventh week, and it has made one hundred forty-nine million dollars for, I'm sure, a far lesser budget. Then Elvis, and that rounds out the top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not really anything of note. Shout out! I do have one shout out to down in in number thirty two, up from forty six. Lost Illusions with a two thousand percent increase. They, uh, they oh. not even an increase in the number of theaters. It was just, I think they just got a. They big remembered group. to advertise. <laughs> I they were showing this movie. The oh, story of the sorry. rise and the fall of a young man in Paris who dreamed to be a writer and became a journalist. Wow. Okay. Now, forgive okay. me if I come across as simple, but is a journalist not a writer? I, mm. I think you got him there. Mm, good point. Point. Yeah, they're very similar. Um, I don't know if they were talking about the international percent increase but uh it's gotten eleven thousand 
domestic, eight million international. I would assume that it was a uh, foreign film that released yeah. recently. French, probably, based on the setting. French. French. I've seen some French cinema. It's uh, it's about as good as often as English cinema. All right, um, we're going <laughs> to move on now to gaming news. Hopefully that uh, doesn't affect anything. I accidentally paused my recording, but it should be okay. Uh, the FCC has rejected Starlink's 885 million-dollar Internet proposal uh, because the speeds are too slow. Uh, Brunkle Musk, his internet connection's on the fritz, it would seem. <laughs> um, according to the FCC, Elon Musk's internet company failed to demonstrate that it could, quote, deliver the promised service. Um, the FCC rejected a proposal from Starlink as a city area of SpaceX who have given the company nearly $1 billion in subsidies for offering broadband internet services to rural areas in the United States from the RDOF, Rural Digital Opportunity Fund. The official FCC statement says that Starlink's technology has real promise, but ultimately the U.S. government cannot afford to subsidize ventures that are not delivering the promised speeds or are not likely to meet program requirements. Surprise, uh, surprise. Uh, the government I, shut down Brunkle Musk's space Wi-Fi. A Musk company requiring subsidies to maybe stay profitable? You know, there, there, was a, there was a time not so long ago, but I guess a long ago because we have a actress starring in an Amazon original movie that was born merely a year before this but back in 2004 congress approved a bill that gave isps a bunch of money to make it so that anyone anywhere in the united states even in you know east bumblefuck oklahoma could have a 50 megabyte megabit per second 50 megabit per second down down and up symmetrical connection um they they just gave them this money and said, promise you'll do it, but had no regulatory oversight to ensure that it happened. So it, of course, didn't happen. And mm-hmm. now Brunkle Musk is trying to run the same grift for himself. Yeah. When, you know, he could just ask his father slash brother um, how he got his money. And turns out there's gems in the ground. They've been... He was able. You can just find the gems in the ground. These these emeralds in the in the mines. I think his I think his dad is disappointed for him because of that. Is like why why the fuck you looking up for money? Yeah, just dig. You were you were like halfway there with the boring company. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, just you you already did like half the hard work. Just look for gems. You idiot. Look in the right places. <laughs> it's shiny. It literally stands out. What are you doing? There's do no re- gems in Las Vegas. <laughs> I do remember hearing a, uh, reading a headline about how his dad's proud of the family, but not necessarily Elon. 
<laughs> yeah, because he's not going for emeralds. Because he's, he's blowing like, up the family name. Like, you know how these these guys are. Like, they need to be secret rich. Yeah, they're definitely secret rich. They're gonna find my gems. <laughs> <laughs> my gems. Like I use them to buy my loot boxes. Fucking. If Elon makes too much noise, they're gonna start looking towards the rainbow. It ends in my backyard. Like Dad just comes in. He comes in. He's like, "All right, son. I'm here for. I'm here for the family reunion. We need to see your Scrooge McDuck vault." He opens it up and he's like. It hardly comes up to my knees. This gold hardly comes up to my knees. What have you been doing with our fortune, son? Son slash father. You ignore me? How have you? <laughs> Are you winning, son? son no, he's brother. not. No, it's gone further this time. How how it's does a man inverted. get so? How does a family get so incestuous? Physics has yet to find out. That's the next project that Elon Musk is embarking upon. <laughs> That's the next satellite that we're going to go up and find. <laughs> it's going to find us. Where these rich people gonna, found the audacity. We're going to look for it. cosmic rays to determine the level of inbreeding. <laughs> we're, we've crowdsourced uh, a mechanical Turk protein sequencer to decode my family's DNA and find out who's re- how everyone's related to each other. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. I have Jeez. a... Uh, I guess you would call it a cuncle, a cousin slash uncle. Right. Yep. I. Um, but it, it's kosher. Um, mm. Oh yeah. No. When you so my, you have just have yeah. a young uncle, a uncle. Well, my 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 grandpa, my great grandma had my grandpa when she was just nineteen. Mm-hmm. So her sister, you know, waited to have kids at a normalish age, and. Her son, Ernest, would be my second cousin once removed. And he married my mom's sister. So he's my uncle by marriage, but my cousin by blood. Hmm. Gotcha. It's all coming together. I found out that my grandpa's um, has like 12% Greek in him. So... That explains why I like Euro so much. Well, I mean, as I as I dunked on Kaylee when we were having an argument, I'm like, I, I meant I made some reference to Grecian culture, and I'm like, you should be familiar with that, seeing as how the Italians stole all the cultures from the Greeks. <laughs> now, inspired, hey, they stole some of it from uh, the Swiss. Inspired, <laughs> like Claudio Castagnoli. It's all, it's, it's art. It's all inspiration. It's all derivative, go, baby. Peter. He's Swiss. I know. I know. But but Castagnoli. <laughs> How big did the Greek Empire get? Well, Alexander the Great conquered the world, much the entire the known. known world at the time. So pretty uh, big. <laughs> I didn't see it. Didn't happen. <laughs> um. Overwatch was stopped. You didn't see the Roman Empire either. I took Latin class. I went to Pompeii. That's enough. I was like, yeah, they were here. As far as I'm concerned, Greek to, yeah, Greece doesn't exist. I go to the grocery store. store and I paid for palm. You know, had a little pomegranate juice. Boom. Checkmate. So what, what boon 
increased in level after you had your pomegranate. Okay. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, is there is there a Greek god of bad jokes? Is that like know, what, is my, that like Dionysus's domain? Yeah, I was about to say uh, that. Maybe. That kind of seems like it would fall under Dionysus's god purview. Of god of wine and partying. Is that is that the Bacchus one? Back. I, I know Miss like, Bacchus. Like the gym. It's Bacchus, like the gym. It's Bacchus Day. <laughs> you Bacchus can never be too big. I want you having to turn sideways to fit through doors. <laughs> uh, anyway, Overwatch will stop selling loot boxes this month. Oh, shit. Uh, we have Valve to thank for the introduction of paid loot boxes in PC gaming, but uh, they're w- wickedly unpopular. So now six years after Overwatch debuted, uh, Blizzard is deciding to cease the sale of loot boxes, sunsetting them during the third chapter of its anniversary remix event that kicks off uh, two days ago. So that closes. I'm sure they'll be back in some form for Overwatch 2 whenever that comes out. Um, Marvel's Midnight Suns is delayed. Um, the superhero tactical RPG is going to miss its October launch. Marvel's Midnight Suns, the tactical RPG from XCOM developer Fraxis, has been delayed. Set to come out October the 7th, but has now been pushed to an unspecified later date, possibly into early 2023. Um, the official mm. statement was come on twitter load for me please we have an important update to share regarding our launch date for marvel's midnight suns after discussion with the team we've made the decision to move back the launch timing of marvel's midnight suns to ensure we are delivering the best possible experience for our fans we will launch later this fiscal year on windows pc xbox series x slash s and playstation 5 with xbox one ps4 and nintendo switch versions to follow at a later date We know fans are looking forward to playing Marvel's Midnight Suns, and we will use this extra time to make sure we are delivering the best possible experience for everyone. Marvel's Midnight Suns is easily the biggest game we've ever made, and we are incredibly appreciative of all the support players have shared with us throughout the years. Thank you from Marvel's Midnight Suns. (laughs) Oh, who'd have thought it's their biggest game ever? Take a shot every time Marvel's Midnight Suns is mentioned in that tweet. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this is not a game that I had on my radar, but I guess it's delayed. Yeah. Oh. Um, I don't know. You always got to reference the Miyamoto quote, a delayed game is eventually good, but a rush game is bad forever, which is not really true anymore because of Patches. Yeah. yeah, but the, <laughs> the, spi- the spirits there. <laughs> yep. Well, I, I aside from the technical problems that it had, um, the cyberpunk that shipped was still a like fleshed out experience. Like the core of the game was good, mm-hmm. just yeah. didn't run well on. 10 year old hardware who'd have thunk that that might have been a struggle for it 
Um, Night Dive shed some light onto why Blade Runner Enhanced Edition was such a clusterfuck. Uh, staff Staff absences and determination to release in time for the movie's 40th anniversary created a perfect storm and a disappointing game. Jeez, it really seems like trying to conform to a ship date of a specific anniversary is a bad idea in game development. Has it ever worked out? Like, I mean, Sonic Mania was pretty good, but... That wasn't the one that they were... They were putting their fucking big bucks on uh, on Sonic uh, Forces. Yeah. Halo used to do it all the time. It was like every November they'd come out with it on that's their Halo, like, anniversary. That's because Bungie was insane. Like they but were Bungie clinically was, I think, insane really well. people working on that yeah, game. They were also a good company. They still are. You seen Destiny? Yeah. yeah. Destiny is so good. They made a second one. It's true. Um, um, you said that thing about uh, loot boxes, and I just saw this one that was more recent. Uh, FIFA 23 will bring back loot boxes, and EA confirms as it defends the practice. <laughs> so, well, EA uh, has also shit. said that FIFA 23 will be the last FIFA game. Oh. We'll see how that. We can only hope works out. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's EA Sports is EA Sports. It's wild to think about how once upon a time EA was like the art house studio where like creatives went to be properly supported. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking wild, man. Like the fact that Brad Pitt is still starring in action movies at his advanced age. (laughs) Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, his, so his uh, let's, yeah. really good. Yeah, let's talk Bullet Train. Um, this movie is not reviewing well critically. It, I believe, has a uh, has a fifty four percent fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, but a seven point five out of ten on IMDb and a seventy seven percent audience score also on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't like astonishingly high and I can see where certain audiences would maybe lose patience with the movie or just generally dislike it and uh, it is far from perfect yeah but watching the trailer Mm -hmm. I expected a quirky and fun action comedy and that is largely what i got yeah yeah it's it's so it it met my expectations i had a fun time watching it i laughed audibly at several points in the movie Mm -hmm. um i it it took inspiration from a lot of things that i like like guy Ritchie movies and Mm -hmm. um you know it it's not super brown groundbreaking the the plot no. maybe doesn't seize all the potential that the premise sets forth but it navigates from point a to point b in a way that's satisfying and there's a lot of cool action sequences and funny jokes along the way 
funny. And books. I I feel like that's all anyone can really ask for from this movie. Yeah, this is. So um, I I think this movie is a resounding success. <laughs> yeah, no, I um this movie is a lot stylistically, um which caught me in the beginning before everything starts to come together. Um, it's a little tough. It was a little. It was a little tough for me to be like, "All right, where are they going with this? Is this going to be like super confusing?" Um, but they hedged. Uh, the director and the writer hedged on the side of um, ease of communication, I guess. In that, like, once all the pieces are in place, the plot f- plays out in pretty straightforward kind of fashion. In terms of like the the actual linear progression of it, like, because we've you know this is. I would put this in uh, the genre of snatch like where it's a it's an ensemble cast of of criminal scoundrels uh all with different perspectives interacting in myriad ways um and and largely after the same thing like with snatch it was the diamond everyone right. the the driving force was the diamond who had the diamonds you know how it Interplayed with all the different groups involved. In this case, it was the briefcase. Yes, here was the the money in the bank briefcase, um, <laughs> and so in the yeah, in a movie like this, you can make every you can send the per, the viewer's perspective everywhere around and just confuse the hell out of them if you wanted to. Um, but this did chose to not do that because they wanted to kind of tell a cohesive kind of like straightforward story and i think it's it benefits from that um as, as i yeah. said to kurt after i after we finished the movie i'm like there is a group of high school seniors somewhere in this country that this is their iconic movie like they come out and yeah. they're going this is going to be like the movie they all quote to each other or it's going to be it's going to be like a core memory is like we all went to see bullet train <laughs> that one time yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot of good things about this movie. Um, uh, the the only like minor things I have are that they're minor things like the like right off the get go. Uh, they didn't have to like put up the neon sign and say Ladybug and and all everybody's name when they reference because like they said it in the exposition. So mm-hmm. it's like. Uh, if they wanted to go with that, maybe change up the writing a little bit, maybe have that a little bit more nuanced, or do something else like with it. Like I don't need, I don't need the lady on the phone to say that's his code name, and then also that show up on the screen. Um, and same thing with like the the Mexican guy. Um, so I, they do that every single time, and mm-hmm. I'm just like okay, I already know this is that person or I can assume because you've just been talking about them for the past 30, 45 seconds um, and now you're showing me them. Why well, the neon sign? Weirdly, I know it's the quirkiness of like, and it's a complete nitpick. Like, well, they, really they weirdly don't. don't do it every single time. Like they didn't do it for the twins and they didn't do it for Prince. I thought they did Prince. do it for the twins. I don't think so. Did it for the twins? I don't think they um, they had the neon introduction. At least I don't I don't recall it. Because I know they did it for the Hornet. They did. Um, they did. I pretty. I don't and, remember. And if they to did its it for credit, um, 
the the we'll call it the splash screen, right? And that's what it is. It's the character splash screen. Um, yeah, yeah. I know all the characters' names. It they're all they all stick in my head a lot better than a lot of other movies we've seen. I couldn't tell you any of the fucking characters in uh, like Top Gun. I got I that's maybe a bad example because I could probably tell you all their call signs. Um, well, yeah, me I, neither, but I, I also remember, didn't see it. I remember Bob three. Hangman and oh yeah, I I only Rooster. remember I only remembered Rooster, Maverick, and Hangman. Mm-hmm. I think Phoenix. You know, um, but in I, I'm trying to think of like I can't even remember, like I can't even remember the fucking names of the the characters in well Thor, they're all superheroes, you know. But I guess what I'm what I'm driving at is, it was very easy again in the in the uh, the benefit of the communicability, right? Um, yeah. yeah, the grokability of of what was going on. I I got it. I understood. I didn't have yeah. Af, like I said, after the beginning, I was not really confused at all. My my biggest complaints are that the movie is fifteen to twenty minutes too long. I think they could have cut down a little bit on certain scenes. Like they didn't even need to cut out like certain dialogue scenes, but they could have been a little more concise with mm-hmm. what they were trying to get across. Um. And at, like, the very end, the movie jumps the shark to a level that, like, is asking you to suspend your disbelief much further than you've been asked for the entirety of the movie up to that point. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. Uh, is a little jarring. Like, it doesn't ruin the movie necessarily, but it is kind of like a whole up moment yeah because because the whole the whole thing with like him being um and i'm gonna I'm pull up his name so right? well ladybug with all with ladybug being lucky is that you know you can see him like oh yeah I and mean, it was in the trailer oh yeah he gets stabbed but he gets stabbed in his phone like that's an understandable thing he still like got cut from it but um yeah definitely like the way it ended with him just like flying through the the train. I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't survive that. Yeah, the fact that the the train. Uh, well, well, let's I guess we'll we're get into spoilers into sp- um, after this. Um, yeah, no, there. I will say that there are the thematic elements. Um, it was very blunt about that. That's why I kind of put this at like, at like a high school level, you know, because mm-hmm. there it, it has what it has. It has one entire theme. It has one b- big fucking theme, and they they uh, beat you over the head with it all movie. Um, I guess I didn't beat you over the head, but they they put it in your yeah, face. I, see, I think I think the kind of where it might lose some audience is the fact that that theme isn't really focused on too much until like the third act, where it's pushed heavily to the forefront of the movie and it like dictates all that happens from that point on and you're like "Eh, this this kind of is a different sort of vibe from the movie i was watching for an hour plus before this Mm -hmm. yeah it was a very slow burn right up until the end of the movie and it's like okay you have your key characters in place and they're gonna exposition dump all over you and we're gonna 
really burn through this last bit um, and put a lot of the, the action scenes. I will say to the benefit of them is that even though it was a slow burn in the beginning for the entirety of like the, the for the plot as like in general, I wasn't bored and I right. didn't feel myself they, like needing more. Yeah, the, the because characters they kept on, are, are engaging enough. Yeah, to where they you, did a gr- you're just happy to watch them interact, and the I, tension for, key is I, kept I, up. Yeah, yeah, the chemistry, and I think maybe because they're like, there's like a time, a time frame in the back of your head when like with like Lemon and Tangerine having like get to the next mm-hmm. stop and constantly checking in with with the guy. Um, you always have this in the back of your mind, and they set up all the key pieces. And they're all like ticking time bombs. Like you know, they're going to be some sort of checkoffs gone at some point. And as they as they tick away, that leads up satisfyingly to this big exposition dump, throwing the actual message and theme of the movie at you at the end, which um, uh, left I think me a little overwhelmed with what was going on. Yeah. It Whereas does. I digested the beginning of the movie a lot better. Than the end of it. Yeah, it does kind of mm-hmm. veer a little bit off the rails, no pun intended, uh, I'll towards say, the end of the movie. Yeah. I'll say if you like Dread, um, this has that same kind of feeling where the plot is kind of relentless and going forward. I would say this, and this isn't, I mean, I guess it's probably a lot to do with the fact that uh, David uh, Leitch, the director, Leitch, 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 um, was a producer, I think, on the John Wick movies. Mm-hmm. Like, and he directed feels, Hobbs and Shaw. This feels an awful lot like John Wick 2 in a lot of spots. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll expand upon that a little bit more um, for a couple specific scenarios. Once we start talking about spoilers, but um, like if you wanted, like basically, I can sum it up like this: it does kind of not stick the landing perfectly, um, and there are some some moments where you're like, yeah, I don't know if I buy that, but if what you saw in the trailer intrigued you you will not be disappointed by what the movie is yeah um yeah uh, kurt and i saw this saw a, a movie a while ago um jake i don't think you i don't think you saw it with us it was called hotel artemis um and oh, tell me more and I, it's got a I good cast. Say, got Jodie Foster, Dave Bautista, Sterling K. Brown. That's a good. That's a good cast. Yeah. I, I think you should see it, Jake. I'd watch it. Um, I'll look into it. And I would say that this is uh, this executed the idea that of that movie or the concept of that movie better. Is that same kind of thing? Um, yeah. So yeah, if you don't mind, uh, if you know what you're going into in terms of like. It's uh, it's a high energy style, um, you know, very very extra I would call it, uh, and you don't mind, yeah. It, it's a little looseness. There's a little looseness in the plot, um, 
but in general, a very a very strong narrative um, that has has a fair you know pretty good amount of action in it, um, and and like good action too, like yeah, pretty pretty inventive. Well, maybe not necessarily inventive, but like well thought out and composed shots good and like classic. creative. Creative sequences, given some of the restrictions, like they put it in the trailer, but like the the fight in the quiet car, mm-hmm. like that's yeah. Shade. I'll that say was, it, I'll put it this way: Shades of Jackie Chan. Actually, you know, it's mm-hmm. funny you mentioned that because there's on the Rotten Tomatoes page there's a um a video. It's eighteen minutes and fifty eight seconds long. The Bullet Train stars. On unique characters and the influence of Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it really is um, that very kind of uh, it's it's hand to hand combat with improvised um, quote weapons. Weaponry. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I I enjoy this movie. I would give this a thumbs up and a recommendation. Um, if you liked the John Wick movies, if you liked Snatch, if you liked um Hobbs and Shaw. Mm-hmm. Uh this will will tickle your fancy. Right. It won't blow your mind, but it'll uh it'll satisfy your hunger. It's worth buying on Blu-ray. I would say. Strong endorsement. To 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 stare to steal from Jeremy Johns's rating system. I would say it's worth buying on Blu-ray. <laughs> cool. And with that, um spoilers. Spallers. Yeah. Um, so, they, oh, go ahead. I, I'll always see you, you keep doing this so I can keep jumping in with uh, just the the uh, meteoric non sequiturs. Um, they dropped the fucking conductor halfway through. I really yeah. wish they paid, paid that off a little more or a little better. Yeah. For how much they showed of him and. Uh, I mean, they explained away yeah, like, for, like the passengers the first, seemingly for the first like thirty-five minutes of the movie. The conductor is arguably the main antagonist. <laughs> yeah, he's the uh, that's a, that's a lot of Brad Pitt's like character. Like he's got a he's trying to get off the train or like dodge the conductor because he was he doesn't even have a ticket. He just sort of slinked on so he could grab the the case and get well, off. He had a ticket, but right. he dropped it. Along with the keys to his uh, dead drop when he bumped yeah. into uh, the father. Yeah, you know, I now that I'm thinking about it, wouldn't Japan have like an electronic backup? Why would they still be using paper tickets? No, Japan can be kind of archaic with these things. Um, if you ever watch like Japanese Life channels, which I do on occasion, um, like there's shit like. ATMs don't work after five because the banks are closed at five. <laughs> like if you're tr- like, or if you're like, you're doing like a local transfer from accounts to account within like the same uh, branch, like they'll still charge you. Um, Japanese businessmen, they still need paper copies that they can stamp with their ha- um, Honko, which is like their signature. Um, like, Japanese businesses still use like fax machines, so they could. Yes, there is there is high tech shit in a lot of Japan, but like also they're still living in the eighties in a lot of ways. 
I feel like Brad Pitt should have still had like a, a virtual ticket backup. Well, that, he had his receipt. Like he, proof of con, proof of purchase. Or well, he did. He handed him proof ticket. of purchase. He's like, I have a receipt. And I would, as a conductor, I mean, I, I guess he did leave him on the train. But um, yeah, I mean, that'd be cool if he was White Death or something like that. Yeah, there, oh. there was a minute where I was like, oh, is he going to be the, the guy? That would have been a fun twist. I think, does he like, no, he doesn't die, right? The conductor doesn't get killed. He just sort of no, stops I mean, showing not, up. In just, the movie. Not yeah. that we know of. I mean, there's there's maybe an implication that all the other passengers on the train were dealt with. Um, Unless there's an end credit scene that we don't know of. I think there's only the one. And that was hardly a mid credit scene. Yeah. That was like yeah. A, yeah, they hit the end titles and they're like, wait, wait, we should have. There's a scene we should have put in the movie. As you're walking out. <laughs> Bullet train. Let's see if there's an end credit, like an end end credit scene. Um, right, yeah. but at, so, at the end, I would of the, hate to. As we've referenced, at the end of the movie, the train ends up derailing and like flying miles in through the air and like causing severe damage to this small Japanese town, and uh, all the principal characters survive this calamity. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, so that, that, their... at that moment, it's a it's a greater level of disbelief than you've been asked to exercise to that point, mm-hmm. and I I can see where all that in that moment it would have lost um a lot of people. Yeah, no, this was um, it was it was a lot, and you know, not the best execution of a climactic train crash of an action movie set on a train. Uh, that I've seen, you know, the the first one, of course, being Silver Streak, the 1976 action movie, action comedy featuring Gene Wilder and Richard Pryor. Followed that up, was of we should by... we should see that movie, Kurt, or, and and or Jake. I followed said... up, of course, by uh, 2013's uh, Snowpiercer. Yes, <laughs> and and let's not forget um, Octopussy. Was there a train in that movie? Yeah, there's the bomb on the train. Oh right, yeah. Oh right. The, um, yes. The the circus train. Yes, I, I remember yeah. now the 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 classic like a freak X clown runs in like the fucking the, that scene is just like the epitome of the Roger Moore era of James Bond, where he in fucking clown makeup is diffusing a nuclear warhead. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um so I guess it's more common than we I maybe first thought. The <laughs> the climactic train exploding sequence. Um But yeah, so so yeah, the train crashes and like at this point Brad Pitt has like the powers of um Domino. He's got like he's coming out like he's a member of the fucking X-Force out here. Um, so yeah, like the, yeah. the thing with Brad Pitt's character of Ladybug is that he views himself as being unlucky. And like from a certain perspective, you can view what happens to him as being unlucky. Like, you know, he gets he, he's attempted to be stabbed by Bad Bunny's character, which right. that's that's the big John Wick two comparison that I thought of because they give Bad Bunny's character the wolf like the full 
like backstory. build up treatment. They give him the full the video backstory, package. and he's killed within like his first three minutes in the actual story. And it reminded me so much of Ruby Rose's character in John Wick Two, where they build her up as like this this badass not to be fucked with, and John Wick kills her in like three seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So his his corpse appears throughout the rest of the movie. I did not realize that was Bad Bunny, um, but that that makes sense. That tracks. Um, just in that he is in a lot of media uh, recently, a lot of. Uh, you know, like obviously wrestling, of course, but he's a big star. He's a like, big star now, n- no doubt. Like he's he, he started off in uh, the entertainment, yeah, he was a singer. Uh, like rap, yeah, he, right? he's a rapper. He still is a rapper. Um, and like he's, I lived in North Jersey for four years. There's a very heavy Hispanic population in North Jersey, and he's he's a big Latin star, like mm-hmm. really big. Yeah. So. So it only makes sense that he would uh, have a good cameo in a in a thing like this. Um, I just thought this was neat. For, I mean, it was good. He, he wasn't like a. They didn't uh, ask a lot a of bad it. character. So like, here's the thing about him. Like, he they didn't ask a lot of him. Like the yeah. I think the one line he had was he shouted no, or he said and, mi corazón. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, but like. No, when, he, when he shouted, no, he, he talks. When he shouted, when they're when they're fighting, I think when they're fighting, they're he's shouting back and forth. He's like, "You, you ruined oh, yeah. my life was, and everything like this. Some, I'm like, gonna end you." Action, um, it it you know some some verbal ejaculation. My point is his big my my point is that his big moment of character work when he had to show his aggrievement and shout no mm-hmm. was uh, less than inspiring. It wasn't Fair quite yeah. Hayden Christensen levels of. Wow, you really did not land that moment, but it was. Yeah. On a side note, I have to say the um, it's funny the the goofs in this movie, the factual errors, all two of them, are all about the train. Oh, and how um, a couple of occasions the train is taking is shown taking rather tight turns at a high rate of speed. The N seven hundred Shikansen traveling at cruising speed of two hundred fifty kilometers per hour needs a radius of twenty five hundred meters to remain safe and stable. Yeah. And then also when the carriage doors close they use the wrong chime. So Points we got the train nuts on yeah. we got the train nuts on IMDB uh being um actually Andy's I mean, over to be here. Fair, I I wouldn't want it any other way. I would want the train aficionados to be all over this and point out every inaccuracy. Because if they're not, then, like, we've lost train culture as a niche yeah. hobby. Yeah. If they're not I here to nitpick oh, this um, shit, then, you know, we're, we've lost out as a culture. And as I'm scrolling through the different IMDb stuff, we mentioned earlier about the stunts and how good they were. Uh, Brad Pitt apparently did 95% of his own stunts. I can believe uh, that. In this in this film, according to the stunt coordinator, Greg Rementor. To be honest, so, like a lot of his fight scenes weren't like super demanding of him, so I can I can easily see that. And he's also he's been doing action movies for like twenty five years. Yeah, so he's he's got um, it in him. Yeah, to be fair, yeah. I was wondering if these were the same guys for um John Wick, but I don't see it's weird. stunt coordinator that Greg guy as um. I gotta give a shout out to uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson uh, 
for his role as Tangerine. Yes, um, I feel like those two stole... were actually the main characters of this movie. Oh, like, yeah. Not Ladybug and not the father. They kind of almost got sidetracked because of the ensemble nature of the thing. But, like, yeah, the the duo of Tangerine and Lemon were, like, they were in almost all of the different uh, goings-on. I don't know. To me, yeah. that's what they felt like the, by pure screen time, the... The they characters. had the most association with like every individual party. I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. they they had had run-ins with pretty much everyone except for like Horn and Prince, right. but they they yeah. definitely were were in the thick of things, and like their job was the driving force for everything else in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I can I can get that. Uh, feeling from it, but uh, yeah, he. I couldn't decide if I wanted to call him uh, British McConaughey or Bruff, Buff Brian David Gilbert. <laughs> Those both fit really well. But <laughs> it was on my mind for a lot of the movie. <laughs> but he's he was great in it, and I guess I'm re- looking on his IMDb page right now, um, and I thought I thought. The kid with the lips was kick-ass, but apparently he was kick-ass in those movies. And he is currently filming Sony's latest Gambit. Uh, this is also a Sony movie. The but Gambit apparently movie? He's, no, he's going to play... They don't. The mouse has the rights to X-Men. But he's going to play Craven the Hunter. The Sony oh. execs were impressed with you his know stuff. He's during got this. the mustache for it. Hold on. Bef- Craven has but a beard. The, oh, shit. The early news about Craven, though, is not sounding super great. Jake, oh. you mean to tell me that one of Sony's Spider Man spin off franchises isn't going to deliver the goods? Say it ain't so. Say it yeah, ain't they so. Might, they might actually do a not great job. Um, I refuse to believe this. I mean, listen to this cast. You have. Aaron Taylor Johnson. You have Russell Crowe. I mean, for God's sakes, he killed it as Zeus. <laughs> Is he gonna? He plays oh, Spider Man this it? time. <laughs> He's the fourth Spider Man. And like no other actors that I recognize. There, there was something about the fact that they were gonna try to make Craven the Hunter like a good guy. Because they keep because they've ran and out of heroes. So they have to resort totally to villains. Totally change. Well, Craven and has totally had change. several moments of what you would call anti-heroism in his comic run. I guess. He has a very strict, like, moral code, I guess you would say. Warrior's honor. God, there was something that came out on Twitter not too long ago that was, um, people got really mad at some post that Sony made about Craven the Hunter, and it was, like, not... Um, Nothing like his comic book character. Well, like in Cla- Craven's Last Hunt, you know the big Craven story that everyone remembers and loves. He, the gist of the story is he like beats up Spider Man and takes over as Spider Man for a while. <laughs> they tend Fighting. his villains tend to do that. He's like he he just wanted to prove that he could do Spider Man's job as well as Spider Man before he died. So he just fucking was Spider-Man for 
a few months. <laughs> There's a whole Twitter page di- directly for Craven the Hunter news. Um, and yeah, it's it's full of like um, Aaron Taylor Johnson and some like early shots of him with the beard. Yeah, I mean, he was great in this. Uh, also, um, Brian Tyree Henry was was great as Lemon, and their their repartee between each other was was really some of the high points of the movie. Like uh, Tangerine also played off of Brad Pitt very well. Like I love their mm-hmm. fight scene where <laughs> where the Cyrus comes through with the drink cart. <laughs> they take a break. He's like, "Oh, do you have any sparkling water?" <laughs> And he gets in the pay for it. He's like a thousand yen. That's ten quid for that bottle of water. <laughs> I knew that was jo- that joke was coming up too, and it was like I was like, yeah, sorry. Even though it's like predictable, it was a good fucking yeah. joke. Um, and side note, the the uh, stewardess was the actress who played uh, Kimiko in The Boys. Yes. yes, yes. Which is when Peter asked me, who does I'm like, who that is remind that? I me of? I didn't, but I couldn't place the face. That so. was my first thought. But I didn't want to like say that and be wrong because that looks really bad for me. Yeah, she's such a funny actress because she's like, oh, she's great. She can play this badass like monster killing machine. And in this movie, she was the cutest little thing. Her cooking videos. (laughs) Have you seen her cooking channel? No, she's she's freaking adorable. Like, there's no doubt about that. Yeah. Um, Let me see if I can't. What's I forget what the actress's name is. Um, is it Karen Fukuhara? Yes. Um, Fukushaki. Yeah. Karen yes. Fukuhara. She was also Katana on the Suicide Squad. Carbonara. Suicide Squad. Karen Fukuhara Carbonara. So. Oh, but yeah, this was, um, yeah, the really good movie, um, yeah, the jump the shark bit at the end, like with ev- all the like reveals of, um, so they there there's the character Prince that is reoccurring and gets a little bit of screen time in the beginning, and you're you're left wondering what they're all about or what she's all about. She seems like the main um, antagonist for a lot of the movie, but like her yeah. whole plot kind of gets pushed aside. Like everything kind of gets pushed aside once the grandfather gets on the train, and it yeah. becomes about his beef with the white death well she definitely disappeared well she disappears for like that entire fight scene and then just waits for the smoke to settle right but the big problem there is the smoke that's settling is the fucking train tumbling down a mountain and she's like completely unscathed yeah <laughs> with a gun <laughs> she just finds a gun and it's like huh she just has yeah. None of you should be alive. She has a drum mags uh, LMG. Well, that that gun was shown earlier in the movie. Like, yeah. the, okay, the White Death's crew showed up with that. So I was like, okay, that she, was she picked up that gun. Yeah, wherever she may have landed. Mm-hmm. Like I, that was my least of the problems with it. It's just that like her like fucking no, I know Dora the Explorer outfit is like completely yeah. pristine still. Yeah, like not a, barely a scratch on it. She probably had a little bit of a scratch, but like she's still standing. Like you don't, you shouldn't. None of you should be standing. And like the same thing with White Death. Like you got sliced twice, once in the chest, and then the sword was in. You're went impaled. Through your your on shoulder sword. bone. You're yeah. went through your clavicle and is in clearly into your lung at this point, right? 
Mm-hmm. Like, well, I will. I will give some. That was pretty fucking deep. I'll give some credit where like he looked the most fucked up out of anyone yeah. left in the movie. So like, yeah. they, they sold his like he was barely able to speak, and like the big the big joke is that Brad Pitt's character Ladybug, um, is filling in for Carver yeah. and like the white deaf that the white deaf organized everything so that all these people who wronged him would be on the train at the same time in hopes that they'd kill each other. Hey, <laughs> but, like, wait he, in Deadpool. Um, who was the, who was the invisible guy? Was that Brad Pitt? It was Brad Pitt. So this is the, is this the fucking oh, reverse cameo of that? Yeah, yes. must be. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, Ryan yeah. Reynolds is Carver. Yeah. And he's he in yeah, Ryan Reynolds one. Carver. He's like up for like 45 frames <laughs> to show how he's yeah, not, and I think sir, not Brad, appearing in this film. And I think Brad Pitt showed up a bit too because he was like, he, when he got electrocuted, yeah, Brad, he showed Brad up. Brad Pitt yeah. showed up a bit in this movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Yeah, in, in it is. <laughs> You yeah. left it right there for me. I had to take it. Yeah, yeah he does show up in, in Deadpool it's for like universe. Deadpool two for like I think six or seven frames. <laughs> yeah, just enough. And, and just enough for people to be like, oh, oh, is that but they spent the some fuck? money on some cameos. Oh, like yeah. you had Channing Channing Tatum as the uh, yeah. the man who Possibly wanted the proposition guy. for sex. Yeah. No, definitely heavily implied to be gay guy. Um. I've you never seen us. Magic Mike, but I like to think that this is Magic Mike. He just went to Japan for like a, <laughs> for like a couple weeks, and the, this is just his one of his interactions. Um, yeah, no, there's like Sandra Bullock is the the handler, the handler who yeah. just shows up at the end, at the very end with a nice car that gets smashed. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's it's a technically a cameo, but Jim Garrity, I don't even know really who he is. He's like the senator. I think getting like didn't, wasn't there a senator like fucking a stripper I, for blackmail or something like that? Oh yeah, one of uh yeah one of Brad Pitt's other jobs. Oh, that was another joke that fucking <laughs> landed so well with me, where he's like recounting all his like tales of woe about how unlucky he is. How his jobs all go super lethal. Where yeah. the where the bellhop jumps off the roof and fucking falls on top of his car and his head falls through the sunroof and Brad Pitt's like, hang on, buddy, I'm gonna get you to the hospital. <laughs> Sandra Bullock's like, he lived, didn't he? Sh- I lost my shit at that. That was great. Um, And there were a lot of, like, great things. Like, the whole running theme with Lemon and how he learned all he needs to know yeah. about reading people from Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> I and mean, a solid payoff um, too, yeah. with the diesel sticker on the girl. This, this movie, like I, I can't criticize it too harshly because I've long maintained on this show that like the key to writing at least a a passable movie is to just have setup and to pay off what you set up. And this movie, like very heavy handedly, sets up a lot of things, and it very clearly pays off most of those things. Yes, there's a couple that it drops which are weird, like the, like the boom slang at the end, at the very end. I'm like, that never came back into play. Like, 
it it should have it felt like when uh when the when ladybug put the snake in the toilet and said don't open snake yeah do not and immediately my mind jumped to the arrested development joke of someone walking in open it be like you know what i don't know what i expected yeah i was thinking of what was it Shaun of the dead right don't dead open inside uh what the walking dead yeah um yeah don't dead open inside yeah um there's that I liked I like uh, Hiroyuki Sonata's character. He was the elder. I just like his his like sit down youngins and shut the fuck up. I'm about to I'm about to learn you some shit. <laughs> yeah, that was great when like he tells off uh Prince. He's like, the only thing you know about old man is that he's seen a lot more shit than you have. <laughs> yeah. There were there were some lines that didn't really vibe with that, like when he was going back and forth, I'm gonna tell you a story. <laughs> no, I don't want it. I'm gonna no. You're gonna want to hear this story one. for you. Uh, it's a good story. <laughs> Here we and go. And that's just like that, that. went on like one frame, one, one a couple one, lines one too much. Too I was many. Like, yeah, I could, yeah. I was like, ah, like, I think it would have been better if it was. That's just like what a I mean. Where like you don't have quip. to cut out that scene, but you could you can make it a little more concise. And I felt Alter, that way yeah. about uh, a fair amount of the dialogue where it's good. I like that it's in the movie. But it goes on just a little bit too long. They have one exchange too many, and I think if you cut and, and maybe all those the same out, thing with like with Ladybug talking to Sandra Bullock, the handler. I like they're they're having a lot of communications where he's just walking through the train. I mean, it's also good like environment building too because you also see the different cars he's walking through, yeah, and, and it kind of helps and, recap the story so far. Which mm-hmm. there are a lot of moving parts, and I can see where some people would would want or need that. Yeah, I can see a, a understandable um, critique of this movie to be, like, too much exposition because it kind of needed it. Um, just with, like, the... It was kind of like a murder mystery, like a whodunit, um, especially with, like, who killed the uh, Wait That Son. So you're not entirely sure who did it. You can plausibly assume that, like, he was, you know, a target of assumably White Death, but you're not sure, you know, right up... Oh, that's what, interesting. Halfway, three quarters of the way. I'm reading the trivia, Sandra Bullock apparently replaced Lady Gaga for her role. Oh, weird. We should have had film Cherry, the Joker Cherry, too. Boom, boom, Gaga. Yeah. yeah. What was uh? <laughs> I was trying. I trying to remember what the last thing like Lady Gaga did that was like really high profile. I think that was the thing. It was the album she did with Marlon Brando. Not Marlon Brando. Sorry. D- Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Bennett. Yeah. How the fuck did you confuse Marlon Brando and Tony Bennett? I'm like old, like old crooner kind of names that show up in like Hollywood type <laughs> deals, you know. Yes, noted crooner Marlon Brando. <laughs> he like that's the face I think of when I think of Frank Sinatra. That's the face that comes up <laughs> in my head. Vito Corleone's just in your head when you think. You know what? That's not entirely unfair. He had many not, mob connections. Who is? Wait. No, not. In fact, maybe not that Marlon a, Brando. Um, there's a character. What do you mean, not that Marlon Brando? I the the uh, the other Marlon Brando. You know, fucking. Uh, was it? Was he in? No, Martin Balsam. That's the fucking one I think. The villain from Mitchell, 1975's Mitchell, starring Joe Don Baker. 
So, so I mixed the the face of one guy with the name of another and the identity of a third. Kurt, my brain is on shuffle. It's a fucking you, uh, it's a fucking bingo cage in here, and you never know what's coming out. Peter, the help you need, I am not licensed to provide. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, lordy, 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 lordy. Um, um. Yeah, as I as I expected, breakout performer Aaron Taylor Johnson. Um, oh shit, he actually lost a chunk of his hand and passed out doing a stunt. Oh Jesus! But he also was. Um, they were so impressed by his scenes that they reached out to him to star as Craven. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he was he was really good. Still um, I don't know that I I, mean, I looked at this movie and said. That's Craven the Hunter, but I did like his <laughs> I did like his role. Yeah. Well, his, his banter with Brian Henry was was so good. Their, their chemistry mm. was awesome. And he's got a very striking um, screen presence just in general. Yeah. So it, yeah. it makes As Shannon Tatum says, he's got a great walk. <laughs> great walk. He's got a great walk. I just their their characters are also just really really well fleshed out too. Like all had unique different characters they all i mean it was heavy-handed you could only do so much in, in a little amount of time but they, i think they developed enough to where you grew that emotional connection towards the end when when uh when they're all uh, memorable characters Tangerine like, died. the, the yeah. only character i can see myself kind of like forgetting is uh the hornet or whatever right because she was like a, a bit character who kind of wasn't was like really in the background yeah What's weird is that we had to go through two um, post-death laments for this duo when yeah. Lem- we thought they Lemon died. Romeo and although, there. although we, as the as the audience, kind of knew he might not be dead because why? Why would they make him do the the put the sleeping well, they water set up gag in there? The uh, bulletproof and vest the, and thing. The, earlier yep. that's and that, and that was still one, pretty that as soon as i didn't I, yeah as soon as like they cut back to him i was like all oh, right because he got shot in the chest and when they showed his face and have his and they didn't show like a bullet hole in his face and he just said like a like a blood stain right here i was like oh he's probably not and i was wondering if the they were gonna vest. find a way to kind of cheatsy doodle their way out of Tangerine being dead, which they didn't. Which is unfortunate because I would I would yeah, have liked yeah. to have seen more of him in the movie, but they do pay off it pretty well. Well, when he drives the Tangerine <laughs> truck through, see, see how that was fantastic. Go. So instead of having the weird cut to the end of the movie and then do the ten minutes earlier, which didn't work, I don't think it. And the way in the way it was, I it should have freeze framed as she was like mid hit right and then you cut to the 10 minutes earlier like that's yeah. how i would do that scene that that would be how you work it into into the, the like and then you get to see her fucking movie. her hilarious like i just got hit by a truck face you know yeah and that would be like perfect comeuppance yeah so yeah. this is basically the cast of this movie is like david leach's like close friends and and family, because uh, the girl who plays the Hornet uh, also played Domino in Deadpool too. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, Sassy Beats. Up on earlier, yeah. 
Yeah, I think the the only other ones would be like Aaron Taylor Johnson and Brian Henry were not. And I'm sure they've worked they together in... on some other projects. They probably have. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems like he's developing his like his cast of people he he's likes got to work stable with. Stable and... actors, like all great directors. That's why I hope this gets more recognition for what it is, because I'd love to see like Michael Shannon. Uh, ATJ and Brian Henry come back like in his oh, next movies with oh, like that's right Jay. he's even got a Brad cool Pitt fucking or acronym ATJ ATJ yeah, right yeah. dude all. this guy ATJ BDG it's coming together ATJ BTH this man is going places I we we will watch your career with great interest <laughs> we Take said to the GHB man who's been then, an executive uh, producer on a billion dollar franchise and oh, all right directed i was thinking of atg or ATG. Oh, oh yes we we will watch his career of great interest although he also is already i mean kick ass like, was when the bar is is jared leto's michael right, morbius he um, yeah he will he will stand out from the crowd <laughs> oh shit he was in tenant as well damn what was he in tenant? i don't his character name oh, is I just, Ives. I don't know who that is. Nor do I a, care. Nor do I care to rewatch Tenet to find out. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I'm. I I enjoyed this movie quite a bit, and um, the the problems with it I feel are minor enough to be forgiven. And if you go into it, it's not even a movie where you have to like completely turn your brain off, like the story follows a logical progression and things that are set up get paid off. And there's no, for the most part, maybe only a little stupid baby face syndrome. Yeah. For the, for the most part, you know, the characters are consistently characterized and, you know, every interaction is believable. Even if sometimes the action around that, uh, is a little unbelievable. Um, but yeah, I can, like I said, in our spoiler three section, um, can definitely recommend this. It's worth seeing in the theaters. Um, I think, and it's definitely looking at the box office as it sits currently. Um, if you've, unless you haven't seen anything in a while, it's definitely the best movie to go see. Yeah. Uh, shout out to the big giant product placement the two big ones in the in the movie there's the uh bad baby uh bad bunny sponsored corona (coughs) and um and fiji getting its own scene they had a whole fucking cutaway yeah what did you think about the water i thought thought it was funny i kind of love a lot of money they paid enough money that they could get their own scene in the movie like the top, I, I did like Patreon the, the water bottle get its its own backstory. I, I like that a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, and we saw at the end they cool. were they were like a uh, dick hair away from giving like from a car sponsorship because they were about to get in that nice car which conveniently doesn't have uh, any any make visible badging. Yeah, yeah. Um, which could easily Wait, it didn't at the yeah, end when they're like when he and the uh, he and Sandra Bullock. They're like they're. I think it's some sort of BMW, but like they did. Like, oh yeah, that is a nice car. What a cool car. The badging. He's like, that's a nice car, but yeah, like we joked, whatever sponsorship deal they had lined up 
fell through at the last minute, so, so they had to, had to digitally like, like edit it out, edit around the takes to get it together. Where they didn't mention the car specifically. <laughs> That's why they crash. <laughs> That's the Triana. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's bullet train. That's bullet train, baby. Uh, a, uh, a fun movie as we hoped it would be. And, uh, it's always nice when some of these, you know, smaller, it's always nice when Sony lucks into putting out a movie that's watchable. Um, as their track record is, is spotty at best, but it's also nice to see, you know, some of these smaller non-franchise movies come out and be, be good. Um, so that's going to wrap it up for episode 237 of the Sound Studs podcast. Like I said earlier, we will be back next week reviewing Prey. Um, mm-hmm. and we will, I have, I know I have a lot to say about that movie. I pray that it's good. Um, it, it is, ah. it is, it is not bad. Um, but ah. we will discuss that fully next week on the show. But until such a time as we return, be well, stay safe, and party like it's 1995. Peace. Bye-bye.